Wait, you start recording? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm not good with these intros, so welcome to Neon Nights. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a podcast. You know what? Fuck it. This is Neon Nights. We're about to do a podcast about Fast and Furious. We're going to re- uh, review all the Fast and Furious franchise movies going on. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Fast 1 through 10. It's going to be like, what, two, three episodes? Something Probably like about that. three. Roughly about three. Roughly about three. So, yeah. you know, this is this we're talking about family quality movies. Good storylines. Wholesome. As cars. Wholesome. You know, like my wholesome anime recommendation list. Right? Uh, and, um, teach their own. Teach their own. I get it. Teach their no, own. Wait, that's right? not what that means. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. And the movies, we're going to talk about these Fast and Furious movies. But there's no physics, there's no logic, it's all fame. It's all you need. <laughs> now you can play the music so we can start. Wait. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wait. That's my intro. Wait, you didn't even introduce any of us. You didn't even introduce us yet. I will. I thought we are usually right after. This is such a bad intro. <laughs> no, this is staying in. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. All right, I'll play, uh, I'll play the music and then you can introduce us. Yes, cue the music. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Neon Knights Family Movie Podcast Show. I am your other host, and all of your fathers, Daddy Sims. And my guest tonight, and, you know, the guy who also runs this all and does this, uh, Mike, a.k.a. Paul Walker, Formula One Drive-In School. Goddamn, that is really (laughs) fucking dark. I don't feel so bad about my name now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got the uh, we got second guest, the shadow warrior of the sort of the south, darkness himself, too vast, too furious. Vashon is here. <laughs> I was I'm also talking with my hands, so you can't see it. <laughs> oh, the illusion's broken now. Oh man, you mean we're not all in the same room? I, um, I don't even know what to say anymore. Don't worry. Um, don't worry, whoever you are. You'll be introduced momentarily. Yes. Then our last guest, we got the one, the only, you know, Ernie, a.k.a. Belle Delphine's master father simp himself, Puerto mm. Rican master Ernie, king of the dwarves. Mm. <laughs> you know. Aye, they call him the hill folk nowadays. No. <laughs> you won't bow to my people. You understand? All right, sure. If I bow, I mean, that you gotta lay flat on the floor because otherwise we can't see over you. But that, that, that would have been... But Oakenshield, <laughs> calm down. The throne is, is poisoning your mind. No. Oh, my. I have a question before we start talking about some family movies tonight. All right? Now. Now. Let's just say... Somehow you had OnlyFans, right? I didn't make one for you, but I did, might have. Right? Is it half off, technically? 
Uh, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. No, you get it. Half off. No, no, we, yep. we got it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we got it. Uh, midgets. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the punchline of the joke. Midgets, that's the joke. Laugh, midgets. Yeah. Why aren't you laughing? Laugh, you fuckers. I'm just kidding. It's like, all right, well, it's like, Mike, you know what to do. Yep, ejecto cedo, cun. <laughs> 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 no. Instead, it's ejecto, what is it, ejecto gesto, cun now? No, no, you oh, said it right. Ejecto cedo, Yeah. The, the, the worst way it works is that one of it gets cut out immediately, like for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, exactly. See, Ernie's just gone. <laughs> Wait, Ernie, what? No. Damn it. It's rather what you he did injects the Spanish guy, so oh. that's why. This is true, this is true. And I am half human, so I fix. I mean, you know, wait, 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 hang on a second. Fat. You're like half human, so that means you're a little overqualified for two uh, uh, <laughs> We'll get to it uh, when we get there. But, you know. Like oh, over the fence qualified? Anyway. Um, oh. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. right, let's get to chill on the road. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, in my mashed up, fucked up in, uh, intro... We're talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. It's going to be fun. And on this episode, we're going to talk about... We're going in chronological order. So, how the whole two or three part episode here is going to go. Fast 1, 2, 4, 5, uh, Fast 5, Fur- uh, Fast and Furious 6, then 7. And then it's technically going to be Tokyo Drift, which is technically the 7th movie. And eight, nine, ten. Uh, we'll mention obviously Hobbs and Shaw later. Technically, that would be after Furious Eight, but we'll talk about how The Rock's back in the franchise because he loves money, and you know Black Adam didn't work out. But anyway, we're not no, here he, to talk about that. Black Adam was a massive success. <laughs> what? What? No <laughs> nonsense. Nonsense. I tell you. Look, if you ask no. The Rock, it was a massive success. If you ask anyone else, no, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> the investors, the people who fund the bill. Yes. You or, mean you know the cast of Shazam? You know, just yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, like I felt so days. bad for him, especially Zachary Levi or Levy, whatever his name is, because mm-hmm. like him going on social media and he was just like, "Oh, you know, we support James Gunn and everything. I really want to keep my job. <laughs> Please don't fire me." Yeah, exactly. Oh. Man, it would have been cool to see, you know, Black Adam and Superman fighting the Fast and Furious franchise. But, you know, one could dream. Well, look, wait, if they cast Henry Cavill in one of the sequels, you'll you'll get that fight eventually. Wait, do you think he's going to beat Fast 11? Or it could be. You know, we'll get to it later on in a future episode, but, you know, we wouldn't be surprised. So, we're going to talk about the, the original film that started it all, the car racing films. The one that all the people complain that it's not about race anymore. Well, no shit. It's about family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this now as a disclaimer. The franchise has always been about the idea of family. They use their cars as like their superpower abilities to do essentially heist jobs. Okay. So you think of Fast and Furious. Just think of GTA 5 online. Like, it's just, it's a live-action GTA movie, you know, except we don't have, like, you know, Franklin, you know, none of that stuff. But that'd be cool, actually, if they did a GTA 5 movie. But anyway. I don't know. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Tej, right? That's uh, Ludacris' character? Right. Mm-hmm. He kind of comes off as a Franklin a little bit. Nah, hey, I mean, mm. 
like because because Tej is an intelligent character, right? Franklin's not dumb. Franklin's pretty intelligent. You know, yeah, he reminds you of Smart Brother from Undercover but- uh, Undercover yeah. Brother, but he's not that. He doesn't have the crazy poofy afro. No, that's not, that wasn't even. <laughs> that's what he says in a movie. I'm smart, brother. All right. <laughs> I didn't write the script. I'm just telling you what it says. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about the first movie, which is called The Fast and Furious. Came out in uh, 2001. Obviously, it started. The iconic characters in the movie. I'll name I'll name them all just for the sake of the of this, of this first one. So if you're paying attention, listening, pay attention. Obviously, we got our main man, uh, Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto. We got uh, you know rest in peace, Paul Walker. He plays Brian O'Connor. He's a undercover cop in the movie. Uh, then we have Michelle Rodriguez uh, as Letty or- Ortez. And then we got uh, Dom's sister, which is played by Georgiana, uh, Jordana Brewster, is Mia Toretto. And then the uh, the villain, well, the antagonist in the movie is Johnny Cage. I mean, Johnny Tran, <laughs> right? He's played by Rick Yun, right? And then we have some other, when we have two, uh, I want to call them like original cast, but they're in the first movie and then they're not present in future movies, but we'll explain which would be Jesse and Leon. Obviously, I think I'm forgetting somebody. What happened to Vince, bro? And Vince, yes, dude. That's literally yeah. <laughs> don't do don't do what they actually did to him in the movies. Don't forget about Vince, man. <laughs> you mean not kill him off? <laughs> <laughs> or did they? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, legit. Oh. No one stays dead in this franchise. Nah, this this was like the precursor family. You know what I'm saying? If Mr. Nobody is involved, no one's dead. That's it. Just plain and simple. Kurt Russell just shows up, says, hey, by the way, yeah, you're no longer dead. This is body double right. in that car. Yeah, you're not dead. But that's getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's episode two or three of this Fast franchise. Probably yeah. three, because that's in Fast, what, nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Fast no, nine, so Mr. that's probably Nobody the last episode. Is, well, Mr. Nobody is introduced in Fast 7. 7. No, but I'm saying the whole reveal about Han. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That technically happens <clears throat> yeah, at the... Uh... And at partway through 9. Yeah. But well. you know what? Who's even Han? We're still in the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Who's even... Right now, Fast and Furious, we're, we're, we're in L.A. We're in Los Angeles, California. The South Side. Where it's played. So right now... So pretty much, uh, Dominic Toretto. You know, guys know he's a he's a street racer, right? Undercover street racer. The move the movie, in a nutshell, kind of starts off. Uh, Brian's character, Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor, because uh, Vin Diesel kind of mentions that. Oh, that sounds like a cop name. It gotten it does sound like a white cop name. Like I'm Brian O'Connor. Like, whoa, bro, you like a serial killer? Are you a robot? Are you a Terminator from the future? <laughs> you know, which one are you? <laughs> right? So, Brian O'Connor, he plays an undercover cop, and his mission is to be an undercover street racer. But he's also, in, 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 the, mo- in the movie, he's, you know, learn- he's, he's practicing his street racing skills. So he has to go undercover, right, to, uh, to investigate, 
now we know Dominic Toretto, right? He's been doing obviously these these um, illegal activities in the movie, right? You see in the beginning, you see the three small Honda Civics going under their truck, right? And pretty much what they do is they steal merchandise from these big trucks. Back then, it was like these merchandise full of like Sony products, like DVDs and VHSs and televisions, right? Because Brian goes over, he has to investigate how can how can Dominic Toretto afford all these luxurious cars, right? While while just owning essentially a small deli, where he eventually he meets his sister Mia, he has a crush on her, right? So see, he's trying to figure out well how can there's no way you can afford all these nitrous, all these fast cars with just running a small deli. Mind you, this is also 2001, so obviously things are a lot, not that, well, I can't say not as expensive for cars, but back then things were a lot cheaper. Yeah, From the movie plot and in real life, obviously. We were riding high. Nothing bad would ever <laughs> happen in 2001. Don't make us think, any, think anything otherwise. Everything was great. No, no, no. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to uh, the Harambe timeline later. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, there was a thing, because uh, I remember, like, during this current rewatch, I realized, oh, hey, there's a, a good chunk of this where you're not, where, because, you know, it's old, old hat for the rest of us now that we know what they're up to, like, there's a good stretch of the imagination where we're like Brian, we don't want to believe Dom is behind any of this. <laughs> yeah. Because as he, it's kind of like, as he's exploring, and he's hanging out with Dominic Toretto, and he's, you know, kind of doing these little, like, little side hustle jobs he starts to grow fond of him almost like a like a best friend you know they start getting closer and closer kind of growing that eventually into the other movies kind of like that whole brotherhood thing right right so you know he's he's going on these he's doing these street races you know he has he has that they have the very first street race right we're talking like this is like the first street race in the first movie that essentially started the whole franchise Right, he's in. He's driving his uh, red Corvette. Uh, Brian. Oh, and interesting enough to actually get people not to just watch the movies, but they had to throw in at that time. Right, at that time, uh, a big name drops in the movie. To kind to kind of get the, the for the movie selling. Right, a lot of people forgot that. I don't know if you remember, uh, the rapper Ja Rule is in the movie. He's in the first race. That doesn't sound like ludicrous. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's the other black guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to when we get to Hobbs. We'll talk about the Hawaiians. You know? <laughs> I mean, Wait, what? Yeah, when they go to the Isle of Samoa. But anyway, that's a that's episode three. This is that's episode. Fun. That's a Hobbs and Shaw show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own spinoff, as you know, money and everything. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, draw rules and character. I think at that time too, they had a lot of. They had a lot of uh, what rappers in the movie. Quite a few yeah. of them, or at least known actors, in the movies. So that's his name. Uh, so there was, in the first race, it was Dominic, Brian, uh, Edwin, right, who was, uh, was one of some jaw rule. 
right? And Sean, help me. Who was the fourth racer in the movie? Uh oh, oh oh no, oh my god, oh no, Hanley. Who who was that? Who was that fourth dude? Uh uh uh. Oh man, oh don't put me on the spot. Oh man. <laughs> you could tell me. Just say some Spanish guy. It's fine. I won't oh, get offended. Yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. You That's me? how I remembered it. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. He plays Hector yeah, in like, a lot a whole of bunch things. Of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And spoiler, he'll show back up in Fast Seven. No, Fury mm-hmm. Seven. Like, like Fury years seven. later. Yeah, they try to bring back some like iconic characters. Yeah, so they have H- Hector. <clears throat> He's literally Hector in the movie. As he was in like. Uh, CIS and some other uh, things he's been in, <laughs> right? right. So the, the first race Talk was about typecast. I think he just accepts that. Like I'm gonna play the typical, like kind of gangster Mexican style type person, right? I guess that's what he wanted to do. So you know, no no one's no one stopped him from doing it. Uh, ja Rule, uh, played by Edwin, is in the movie. He's the first racer. He's 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 in the first race. Right, the race goes off. Obviously, uh, Brian shoots his load too soon, and he's like, and he's like, too soon, kid. And then you see Dominic Trudy hits a nitrous button, and vroom, he just you know drives off. And he kind of has like this famous line, you know, one of his famous line. Uh, not about well, says winning, winning, winning is winning at the end of the race because Brian doesn't have enough money, right, to essentially this is illegal street racing, by the way. So he doesn't have he doesn't have any cash because he used all this cash to fix his first car up and buy uh, nitrous tanks with it. Right? So he says, Oh, we're gonna race for pink slips, right? You ever always see that term, we're gonna race for pink slips. Right. So they race for pink slips. Obviously he uh Brian loses, but he he uh, says that um, pretty much that there's for him respect is more important. You see Dominic Toro's character; he's kind of like, okay, I like that, you know, and I, I do like that. He's he's trying to earn his uh, his trust, which he eventually does, which then also jeopardizes his job. Remember, he's an undercover cop. Oh yeah. So now, like, kind of like the whole friendship and the feelings is kind of getting mixed up. Because they're they're just they're hanging out and they're getting close together, right? Oh, yeah. And I feel like you it, like you, you undersold it a little bit. Like it's not just a lie. Like he like it's like a good like two minute speech where he just tears he just tears Brian down because he had the nerve to say he almost won. But you know that's not how that works. That, that, that's not how this works in the streets. No, you either win or you lose, and that's it. Yeah. He says like, winning is winning. Yeah. Almost counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's it. Yeah, because he even looks at, like he even gets the crowd in on it. He looks at the crowd just as like, I'm like, do you believe what this dude just said to me? Like he almost had, because you know he reacts like how anyone who's like maybe new to this would react. Like, man, I was so close. I was so close. I should be happy. I should be proud. I did this. Like, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be proud because the fact that you lost means you were never close. And then you lose your car. Yeah. You know. He's like, he's like, oh, I almost had you, and then he's like, you almost had me. And then, you know, he's trying to hype up the crowds like, you almost had your car. And all the crowds going, yeah, woo, or whatever. You know, he's hyped. He has his, all his arms out, you know. 
right? Yes. Like, like he, like he's thinking he's triple X again, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, with his like his black wife beater shirt, right? And all his like fucking, he's like oiled up, obviously for the movie. <laughs> he don't got all the baby lotion because the rock's not in this one yet. So. There's no enough, baby oil. There's, there's enough baby oil to go around still. Yo, hide that baby oil. Hide that big ass forehead. Hey, hey. We're, we're stepping into episode six now. You gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to say some of this gold. No, that whole forehead was that whole movie, so. Nah, you got a five head. What are you talking about? Oh, hey, yo, that, that's my boy Tyrese right there. Roman? Roman? Nah. We'll, we'll get well, to the glory that is Roman. Yeah. In a bit. Um, this is cool enough because I got looked it up. So in the first race, he drives, which these are cool cars. I actually made a couple of these cars in my GTA 5 online, which is actually, it's actually pretty popular. The people, you can watch tutorials, people actually show you how to customize to make iconic Fast and Furious cars. So Brian's first car, he drives a 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse, that green car he has, right? Dominic Toretto, he drives a 1993 Mazda RX-7. A disclaimer, I'm not a car guy. I don't know nothing about, like, crazy cars like that. I'm just reading what I'm seeing from the movie franchise, at least. But these cars look very cool, right? So those are, like, obviously, we'll get to it together. But obviously, his iconic car that he eventually drives later in the movie, obviously, is the iconic 1970 Dodge Charger RT. That's the car that he that he built. Between that, the Skyline, uh, the other Mazda that uh, Han drives in uh, Tokyo Drift, the Lancer, and the Nis- and the other Nissan. These like iconic Fast and Furious cars. But they did the first race. Obviously, he loses. Uh, Brian O'Connor loses. Dominic Toretto wins. Right. Obviously, then the race gets broken up by the by the la cops right everyone's like oh we got to scatter everybody's running you know running away and stuff like that dominic toretto tries to hide his car in an empty garage right and he tries to just you know casually be like oh i'm just a casual pedestrian nah bro you walk with a ledger jacket and a bald head they know who you are Like, you ain't hiding from nobody. <laughs> Obviously, the cops, they see who he is. He's like, Toretto, pull over. Toretto, Toretto starts running, getting that family energy going, right? And then out of nowhere, Brian comes over in his car, picks him up, saves him, and, you know, they drive off to safety to go to his, uh, that, that um, his in, the infamous house, right? Infamous house that eventually gets blown up, like, twice already. That Crazy. house has been through so much. Yeah. <laughs> It's been, it's been shot, clubbed, but, stabbed. Yeah, legit, yeah. But they, 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 all, they got all that Rio money, so it's and fine. tonight we saw him here. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot to mention, remember the first fight scene? It was between uh, Brian and Vince, because Brian comes over to the cafe where Mia's working, and he orders a tuna fish sandwich. Cause that's you know god awful tuna fish sandwiches. <laughs> the tuna fish sandwich what leads him. God, he's he's using the fish to get the to get the kitty. You know what I'm saying? So I don't blame <laughs> him for trying. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I and I because I, I, during the my latest videos, I was oh no, 
everyone's just thirsting after Mia. It's just that, oh no, we're just not, we're not gonna say anything because Dom is literally nearby like almost all the time. So we yeah, can't we're not saying anything back. like, like that's the leader's sister. No one's brave enough to like, the only one who's like hitting on her throughout the movie is obviously Vince, right? Poor Vince. <laughs> yeah, because Vince, Vince and Dom are like close because Vince is like, my boy Nico. Harry's like, oh, we've known each other we're like since we were kids or something like that. Right? So Brian goes over to the little cafe and he orders a tuna fish sandwich, not knowing that, you know, Dominic Fredo's in the back because, you know, he's like the leader. So he's he's in the back drinking his Corona, doing his, you know, elite probably paperwork, seeing where the next heist mission is. Right? Obviously, Vince, uh, Vince, Leon, and Jesse and Letty all come over. Brian and Vince have a fight because Vince sees that Brian's like, oh, he's, you know, he's hitting on, he's hitting on Mia. And he's like, well, that's my girl. And it's like, well, bro, he ain't nobody's girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, that's like the leader's like sister. You need, <laughs> gotta be proper, I guess, right? Obviously, they're not, they don't have a fight. And then Dominic breaks up the fight because he's got the power, fam. He pushed them both off the side, you know? With his tank top shirt and everything. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Cause it's crazy. You think about it. Like, eventually the movie kind of just. Um, they get away from the cops. You know. And it's kind of messed up too. If you think about it. You remember. Because they go, they go to his house. Right. There's obviously there's a big. It's a big scene. You know. Letty's playing the. Remember. Letty's playing the PlayStation. I'm one on the ground. Vince is doing his guitar. People drinking in the house, having the house parties, classic house parties back then. What you got? Right. They're like, like they're trying to get, trying to get Dom's attention, but you know, like he'll acknowledge that they're doing it, but you know, you know, he only has eyes for Letty, but you know. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in, the, yeah in the first one, he like unlike the other ones where he is so all about, he's all about either Letty or you know other people he might be involved with at the time. But if it's he's like a one woman man. But in this one, no, no, he's not, he, he acknowledges the flirtations a bit. Oh, yeah. He doesn't yeah. do it. He won't do anything about it. But he, he'll, he'll, he won't be like in later movies where he acts almost completely chaste. Yeah. Or she knows that he's he's a, he's, he's obviously very, he's very, um, how do I say, he's very healthy. He's, he's built. He's a built man. Oh, obviously, he's, like he's, attract, he's attracting to other females. Yeah, this is like pitch black Vin Diesel where mm-hmm. he is just carved out of he's almost carved out of stone at this point the stone that was built by family it was like a family <laughs> stone that came from like another planet right it was, it was you, over. you know you know how um what was what was the ore that 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 crash eventually became wakanda you mean right? that vibranium vibranium yeah <laughs> right it's like vibranium like but it wasn't but this timeline it was another rock it was a family rock it was like no we don't need vibranium we just got family and then while they were while they were carving, you know, while like, you know, other like gods and Jesus and everything, they were carving out the first man. The first man wasn't a caveman. It was Dominic Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> they carved him out of stone. <laughs> Considering some of the damage we see. In, no, wait, let me rephrase it. The damage he should have been taking. You're not you're not that far off. <laughs> Could you imagine if they're like, all right, you've done your mission. You know, here's your bill, by the way. <laughs> Here's a random people that died, you know, a couple of buildings, you know. He's like, nah, I just give the bill to the government. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing about, especially with the first movie, 
there's a lot of collateral damage, and they're not afraid to tell you, I don't know, people died because of what we did. It's like a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of people, like, you actually, uh, when we get to it uh, later, Fast Five is kind of like the first movie you see where there's pretty much, like, destruction. Like, a huge amount of destruction. Oh, yeah, I mean, right. that, that that's the scene that just sticks in my head. It's not my... It's not my favorite film, is it? I, I gotta double check. I think it might actually be my favorite in the franchise, Fast Five. Yeah. Um, with this might be a surprise for people, but Too Fast, Too Furious is my second favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes, Tokyo, that is for me too. With Tokyo Drift as a third. I used to, like, and, and, and Ernie, I feel like people you can chime in as well. But I'll put it, I'll put mm -hmm. it like this: Too Fast, Too Furious used to be my my least favorite of the franchise for the until. Until we got until we got the, the, the info of what we're going to be doing for this D set of episodes in which order, like for the longest time, I was like, man, I'm dreading too fast years because I remember this as being just, ugh. no. But when we start talking about it in the when when JB goes through the plot, when Daddy Sands gets through the plot, well, you, well, I feel like especially you, the listener, will finally realize how much we why we love this movie so much and who singular might be responsible for it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, <laughs> th th that we'll get to when we get to the second movie, but yeah, that character. Favorite character in the entire franchise. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He 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 is the perfect. He is the perfect odd couple to Brian's um, straight man, like dry delivery throughout that entire second film. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Makes it a bit more palpable. Here's an interesting fact: Vin Diesel and Ja Rule decline too fast, too furious. And I feel like John Rule is kicking himself every day. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they declined the film. They didn't want to do it anymore. Vin Diesel said, you know, that this movie was iconic. He didn't want to do it anymore. Obviously, the studio says we want to do another one. Um, at the time, you know, they wanted they wanted they want characters like popular names at the time, and then you eventually find out they asked Ludacris, "Hey, do you want to be in this movie?" He says, "Yeah," because John Rule did said no. I mean, now look what happened. He's an iconic member in the, all the, fan, the Fast and Furious franchise. Now. Twenty years and a few hundred million dollars later. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll get to it later. But if they ever, if they do a spinoff, by the way, which is announced that he wants to do spinoffs, it would be cool. It would be cool if they did this, the first spinoff was about Tej, because Tej says throughout the movies, you pay attention. He always says, I had a life before you guys. You know, you find out later he's like this code. He knows all about these military tech. He, he's, he's pretty much the tech guy. He's a smart guy in the group. He does all the techs and everything. So he, obviously he had a previous life. So if there was a spinoff, like a prequel, that would be pretty cool. I would want to see how his character eventually led to him uh, being low-key, working in a garage in Miami, Florida. We eventually get to Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. So after uh, Dom gets back to his house, he finds out that Vince left him. Essentially, no one went. No one went went out to go uh, to go find to go find Dominic. The only one who actually went back for him was Brian. And that's why, even though he kind of you, you know the whole line, he says, "You know, you owe me a ten second car." Yep. And he yep. says to him. Dominic kind of gives him a break, and then and then Letty's like, you know, he owns you now, or Mia says to him like he has a first interaction, uh, 
uh, with with Mia when they get back to his house because she realized, oh yeah, this guy's been hitting on me. He actually saved my brother from not being caught by the cops. So like he, you know, talk about building like a friendship, right? Like he does a major big thing. Like yeah, obviously he's an undercover cop, but even if he wasn't, you know, he he's essentially risked his life to go find him. Obviously, but that was his previous mission to find out how was he able to afford all these car parts while selling tuna fish sandwiches at a deli and groceries, <laughs> right? Because yeah. yeah, you know, and to bring to bring to, to dive into like because he's undercover, but we forget that you know Ted Levine, Buffalo Bill, is his handler. Oh, who's got, that who's is got, right. Who's got him? Yes. Infu- who's got him infiltrating the, the the street racing scene to find out who's behind all this? And you know, Brian has the idea like oh, could be the Toretto's. They could be. They, they look good for this because, hey, like you said, this is a deli. You shouldn't be able to afford all this stuff. But that, but that when when Johnny Tran and his crew show up, he's like, he has a now. It's just to help. I, I feel like it helps sell the idea more. How far? How far? How far he's falling in deep with with Dominic and, and Mia of just look. Here's another group who seems to fit the bill just as well as they do. Let me turn my attention on trying to get them pinned and figure out because I know it's got to be them because it can't be Dom. Dom wouldn't do that to me. Yeah. Yeah, no. When they when they escaping from the cops, and I just looked up this the a lot of this film was filmed in, uh, you know, L.A. and stuff like that, right? They eventually get to like they Dominic knows that this is Johnny, uh, Johnny Trez, right? Johnny Trans. Yeah. That that's his territory, like he knows, because you can kind of, you can kind of see like the area change, right? Wanna assume is his character. Johnny Tran, he's Japanese, right? Yeah, he's, he's yes. I think so, yeah. Okay. He's like he, an offshoot of the American uh, branch of like the Yakuza, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The actor name, oh, he was in uh, Rick Young. He was in Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, he was, and he was also an ninja assassin. Oh, oh I yeah. forgot, yes. That was cool. Yeah, well, you don't, well, you don't realize it's him until like the, the very end of the movie when he finally takes his mask off. <laughs> yeah, you find out that's actually him. It's like a Pedro Pascal issue with Mandalorian. Yep. Like, huh, this guy sounds familiar, but I can't see his face, so I can't. T- oh, it is him. Why hide him? Because we need a body double to be on set, because body doubles are cheaper. That's <laughs> even though why dude is in the claim ourselves, he can do all this stuff himself. Nah, but you know we don't want to pay it, him that money to do it. So exactly a hundred. <laughs> that's exactly the issue with Pedro Pascal. Like if you notice, like if you pay attention to like the Mandalorian, right? You notice, like, there is a height difference between Pedro and the guy who, or the the guys, I should say, not guys, oh, yeah. but the guys. You mean, you mean um, what's his suit. face? Uh, John Wayne's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, he's not that short, or is he? No. <laughs> Damn, you'll let Ernie say something, John. Mess up. Let me kneel down to Ernie's level and then I can get the mic. Damn! Damn, Ernie, let me say that to you. Damn. I, I think right now I have to. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say. I'll say something. No, no, no. I'll say something. I'll say something mean now. Like, Ernie was going to do something, but I but I stepped on my step ladder. I can't. I can't. I love you too much, Ernie. No. Wait, I love Ernie too, but what I but what I said was, look, Ernie was going to do something about it, but I stepped on the second step of that step ladder, so you can quite reach up to me now. Damn. Normally, guys get excited when the girl goes onto her knees, but for Ernie, it's only because they can beat him at eye level. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
take back all the stuff I said to me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you goddamn liar. Okay. Hey, look, I only hurt you with second with second sight and Chrono Trigger. Don't. <laughs> Oh man! That's I feel my soul feels tainted. I feel like I feel like someone took a soul stone infested with like the prime evils and just like jabbed it into me. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! Is that Pandora's box? Like, push this bad boy open? No. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got a great plan. Next time we record, you see, I'm like, you, you know, darn, just just stand right there. I'm only gonna hit you. I'm only gonna hit you with the gates. <laughs> I'll, br- I'll bring you back. No, no big deal. No problem. Hey, 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 hey. fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. I can't be fooled again. Oh man. Oh man. What's up? What is going on now? I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> you went from a bad experience to a different earning real quick. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to the whole fast. Let's see what happens when you talk about you know, talk about oh, family earning. This is what happens. Yeah, and this is true, and this is what Fabian is all about. I was going to say something incredibly oh, racist, but also offensive. Do it! At the same time. Do it! I wish I could. Do it! Do it! You have the balls! Do it! Oh, oh, he said no balls, alright. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I have to, I can't. I, the, the, the too, many, too many red button. Too, too many red buttons at once. Sorry. Wait, what? Turn the key, Sergeant. No, sorry. <laughs> I can't. I already did it once. Oh, man. I don't want to set this world on fire. Fuck it. Sometimes, you know, the world burns. So, what happened to Johnny Tran? Anyway, Johnny Tran. Yeah. So, Brian O'Connor, he has to investigate. He's investigating Johnny Tran because in LA, there's been a lot of hijacking of trucks that are selling electronic goods, right? So that's why Brian O'Connor is on the mission. He's undercovering because he's trying to investigate um, how are the Toretto's being able to afford all those cars running in Delhi and if Johnny Tran is, you know, is he the one orchestrating these uh, these trucks essentially being, st- the, the goods being stolen that night, right? That's why, you know, Diamond Trade is like, oh, I didn't know it's your territory. We're leaving. Johnny Chan's like, oh yeah, you know, you know, don't come my territory. You didn't, not like that, but no come territory again. They come back with their, you know, with their Japanese motorcycles. Uh, shoot, shoot, essentially uh, some SM, SMGs at uh, essentially Brian's Eclipse. Eclipse explodes because also it's full of nitrous tanks, so it explodes right. different colors fire right in the movie. Right. So eventually, um, eventually. Brian, he gets, he starts going on dates with media. You know, he's working, he's working with Dominic Toretto because he says he owes him a 10 second car. So Brian brings him up a damaged Toyota Supra. So that's the other iconic car. Eventually, they transform into that uh, red or orange car. Right. Right. So they begin to restore the vehicle. Right. So now one night, um, they was like Brian's like I got this great idea. Let's go investigate Johnny Trans's garage, you know, and stuff like that. They say you're crazy. He's like they, they might be hiding some like, you know, secret not nitrous tanks or something because they have a big coming event called Race Wars. You know, a bunch of cars race each other. That's what Race Wars is. No matter what right. anyone tells you, that's what that's what. Whenever someone they want to have a race war, that that's what they mean. Cars. That's all. Nothing else. There's a bunch of cars that race in the desert. Why that, that, that's the it's a car, it's essentially a car meetup and it's oh, racing yeah. right so eventually they get they get footage 
you know, Johnny Tran, his, his house, they sent like FBI and, you know, and cop agents, FBI agents and cops to Johnny Tran's house. They arrest him in front of his family. He obviously gets bailed because he obviously has some type of money. Oh, yeah. Right? Johnny <laughs> Tran blames Dominic Toretto. He's like, cops getting to my house, disrespecting my family, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, because it turns out all, because, you know, because when, when they were sleeping around in the garage, he found a whole bunch of, you know, what Brian thought were stolen VCRs and DVDs and stuff. Turns out, for whatever reason, he bought those all legally, which they never explained as to why yeah, he has they all never them. Did that. <laughs> yep, I bought, I bought dozens of these, because. Yeah, because he can, yeah. Essentially, what he was building was, like, this, essentially this race engine. Pretty much, that wasn't that was in the garage, because, uh, you know he he needed like the suit up engine for race wars, right? Right. So they arrest they arrest Tran, Johnny Tran. Obviously, they arrested, right? The it says I didn't know in the movie. So it says electronics are proved to be have purchased legally. And Brian, and then Brian now is forced to confront the suspicious character Dominic Toretto if he's the mastermind. The FBI and the cops only give Brian thirty-six hours to eventually finish his mission. They got to find the heist crews, right? Now, because this is all going on, especially after race wars, all the trucks, all the truckers, they armed themselves, right, with whatever weapons they got. What if it's a? In the movie, he has, I think, a was it a sawn-off shotgun in the truck? Right. He had some type of shotgun. I think because it was a sawn-off shotgun. Because those truckers love Panasonic so much. Yeah. <laughs> we can't lose that merchandise. Not anymore. Nah, man. I, I can't give away these DVDs like this. <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> the Matrix just came out on Blu-ray. I mean, on, on DVD. I gotta see this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Brian's like, Brian eventually says to him, he's like, oh, I want in on whatever Dom's doing. Because remember, he's undercover. So he's trying to find out what, what Dominic's doing. He's like, I want in. And Dom is like, because they eventually get close. He's like, you know, all right, I'll let you know what we're doing. They go to race wars. You know, there's that confrontation with Johnny Tran, right? Talking about how he snitched on him. And Dom is like, I ain't snitched on nobody, right? Because obviously, you know, they're all kind of living that street lifestyle, Right? He said he didn't snitch on nobody. That cops came to his house. You know, Tran is like he's he demands the Dom. He's like, you know, rec- get me my car back and everything like that. He accuses him of reporting to the police. They both have like a little fight. Security breaks it up, and then you know stuff like that. And then so now we're going to the end. That night, Brian. And this is all happened. This is by the way, is that race was at. At night on Race Wars, Dom, Dominic, Leon, and Vince are all leaving in their Honda Civics, right, to go to to start the height, the the heist, the height for their hijackers essentially. Brian sees this. Remember, he's a cop now, so he's you know he got the evidence. He's got to go, right. But you can see as you're watching a movie, he's fighting himself because he grew so close to him. Right, because he's like, damn, I really don't want to let him go, you know. He we've become really close and stuff like that, you know. So he tells me to get in a car to confront him, and he he says we have to stop your brother, 
because only Brian, Brian only knows that truckers are now armed. So I guess in the movie, uh, after all the recent hijackers, truckers were allowed to be armed because of all the recent um, increase in hijacking. But the um, Dominic and his crew doesn't know that, but Brian knows that, right? Because that's obviously an FBI police thing. So he goes out with Mia in his car to go eventually stop Dom to essentially prevent him from getting hurt, right? And you know what happens next, uh, right, Rashawn? How they get they they find a truck, right? right? They're trying they're trying to hijack the truck, not knowing the truck driver. Essentially, he already has a shotgun ready and loaded. You mm -hmm. know, you see all these Honda Civics on the road trying to hijack it. Eventually, <laughs> Brian shows up, not fucking knowing that Vince, you know, poor, poor fucking Vince, he literally <laughs> got fucking shot on the side, right. and his arm was like kind of um, was coiled up because Vince jumps on the truck to hijack. But remember, they don't know that before they were doing this, the truckers weren't armed. Right. Was, so hold on, was that the scene where Letty's car flips over a oh, bunch yeah. of times? Yeah, okay. Same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're at the scene. We're at the end of the. Yeah. We're going when at still, the end of the movie. When now. still humans, but that'll take you out for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Legit, yeah. <laughs> so this is like, this this is like kind of, I want to say realistic, but like there's no like you know, there's there's no crazy stunts just yet, right? Eventually, Brian, you know, Brian and Mia catch up to them, right, and. They, Brian jumps up on the trunk eventually to uh, to try to catch Vince throws him back in his car and by this time uh, Brian he already he blew his cover he told me already that he's an undercover cop and she didn't know she starts crying because she's thinking oh you know you're an undercover cop you know my brother and stuff like that but Brian he essentially had to blow his cover because his his mission was not just wasn't just to stop Dom it's then what's to save him Right, he was more concerned about his safety because the truckers were armed with with with, with the protective weapons to stop him from the hijackers. Right, so they get they get Vince off the car and stuff like that. Right, the truck drives away. You know, Leon. They all get they all Letty Letty's car flips over. You know, Leon Leon's there. He get he gets and picks up Letty. So by the time that Brian Mia. And Dom, they put Vince down. Vince is bleeding out. Brian uh, unveils his identity to Dominic that he's an undercover cop, but he he's he's using essentially his thing to get a helicopter because Vince essentially he's bleeding out. So yes, um, in a way, you know, Dom did look upset because he's like this this guy just you know just met who got really close to me find out he's an undercover cop so he, he feels kind of betrayed but at the same time uh brian uses his his cop you know code and not code but like how do i call it like he uses his credentials credentials i was gonna say privileges okay credential sounds better he uses credentials then you get a helicopter to get vince to stay him. right mind you they also don't explain what happens to vince by the way how he also ends up in pass five when we get to that yeah, we, right. we gotta we gotta wait. What is it? What is it, like eight years before they finally explain what happened to Vince? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Mm -hmm. We 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 know what happens. He gets turned into a vampire. He seems to be what's his size for a bit, and then he dies. 
But you know what? They were all mad with the Tyler family. That's all that matters. Exactly. No, family didn't save him. He was dead at the end of five. But anyway. <laughs> what? Hey, whoa, hey. Jeez, whoa. No. I'm only gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Fast Five like six more times now. Come on. Just... Damn. <laughs> Damn it, yo. I spoiled the movie for you guys. Damn. It's not like we got a cr- crossover in Transformers. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. But Enjoy. they. So he eventually, like, they get back to his house. Uh, Dominic, Mia get back to their house, right? And then Brian goes over, confronts, and you see Dom. He's got his classic 1970s Dodge Charger out. This is a car he's been working on. You find out later if you watch the other movies, like, this is a classic car that his father was built. Because remember, also, Dom, at this time, was accused for beating his father with a wrench. Or well, we don't somebody. find that out till Fast 9. Yeah, you don't find out till later. Well, no, 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 so no, wasn't, no, no. He wasn't accused of beating his father with a wrench. He was beat, no. accused of beating his father's opponent with a wrench. Yeah, yeah. which, yeah, that because that, that's the thing that they bring up here. They don't bring up again until what Fast Five, where where The Rock brings it up, like like where Hobbs brings he, it up. That's he brings up now. everybody's past. Yeah, life. he's yeah. They don't bring up the. You don't see the finer details until Fast Nine. I think exactly, and then. The whole thing it's alluded to is, oh, you beat someone, like, to you beat someone, the living daylights out of someone with a wrench, essentially. Right. And that's what, it. That's all you hear. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing where he's telling a story, and, is a, and that's a part of a, it's equal parts, you can, part of you, the way you want to suspect why Dom could be, like, the, the, the leader of this of these criminals. But also, it's also showing that he's being very vulnerable, opening himself up to Brian to let him know what's, you know, what's it, what he's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, and right? And that's a fuck I, with my sister. Yeah. Like, please don't so, do like, that last part. No. Right, so right at the end of the movie, right, they get back to his house, and Dom has his Dodge Charger out, and then Brian comes over, and he essentially he's going to apprehend him because he found out. Like that's his end of his mission. He's going to apprehend him, and he says, "Put the gun down." You know, he's got he's got his classic, his uh, his shotgun that he can just like magically force grab. Like like Thor's hammer, like how like how Endgame should have happened, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of Captain America, it was Dominic Toretto, right? Throwing a shotgun at Thanos. <laughs> so, right, he tells him that he got his charge out because he's trying to find Jesse because they're essentially being hunted by Johnny Trans, uh, a gang, pretty much, right? He says okay. they don't know where Jesse is. Eventually, yeah, Je- Jesse comes up. Oh, so I forgot to mention, Jesse is in a race. Yeah, he so loses during, a race yeah, in right, race wars against yeah, right Johnny. Right before Trent. the whole thing with um, Dominic and, and um, Johnny happened, he, Jesse had just lost a race. Yeah, and he raced for pink slips because now Johnny Trans like he wants his car because Jesse just leaves. He just drives off because if, uh, in the movie Jesse kind of explains he has uh, ADHD. Brian's like, you should go to college. You're so smart. And he's like, I didn't want to do college because I have ADHD. Remember, these are kind of different times. So, all right, this is different times. So he didn't want to go to college because of it and stuff like that. He liked just doing the computer. He was essentially, he was essentially, you could say, kind of like the original tech guy. Oh, yeah. Vaguely. Right? Kind of vaguely. Oh, yeah. Because he did all, like, the arts and tech and stuff for, for Dom's cars and all that stuff. Because you see how he does like all the computer work on a car, and then Brian's like in the movie, he's like, "Oh, you know, 
you should go to college, you're really good at that stuff. And he says, ah, you know, I got ADHD, I don't want to go, it's not for me. He's like, okay, you know, no problem, stuff like that. Uh, Jesse shows up to the house, and he says, you know, he's got a lot of anxiety, he's freaking out, he's panicking, and then, you know, here comes Johnny Tran and his other, uh, what was uh and Lance, his, yeah. his other, his other main, pretty much Johnny Tran's partner's Lance comes up, and they do a drive-by shooting their motorcycles, and they kill, uh, Jesse, right? Obviously, Brian sees that, he's on the cop, he goes off to chase them. Then Dom charges right after the out to them, and you see his, uh, you know, the 1970 Dodge Charger. You see that little, uh, you know, the engine starts, you know, the engine roars and stuff like that, and he eventually goes chases them. Right? right. They they chase him down. They eventually they get they kill them both. Brian uh, Lance gets pretty much yeeted off a cliff, right, by Dominic Soretto's Charger. And then Brian uh, shoots, he shoots Johnny Tread, I think right in the neck or something, or shoots him. He, he's dead, essentially. Oh, yeah. Because I would say, considering how, like, in the future movies, how bombastic these, these end kind of chases the fights gets, this is, like, it's 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 dramatic, but it's anticlimactic in that sense, but, but the wind like, In a few minutes, we'll find out why that was an anticlimactic end for Johnny Tran, where it's just, boom, shot, crash, it's, it's over. Yeah, no. Yeah, apparently Lance was injured, but I don't know if he died, but he's, like, a really, really side, side character. Don't worry, in Fast, like, in Fast 12, he'll come back. Like, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be back. He's like, revenge, or you killed my, I don't know if they were related, my friend or brother. <laughs> it's been, like, 22 years. You wait, you wait until now, I was watching the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the, in Fast and Dante's guys. I watched the whole time. I studied you. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> why? Why was? Why I was holding my giant fork? I was holding you. I was watching you. He's Aquaman to joke people, laugh. And Amber Turd was in the movie too. Wait, wait, what? Amber I should, Turd. I should. I should have known. I should have known she was. I said in the she movie. was in the movie. <laughs> in Aquaman. Oh yeah. Oh. I was like, wait, she wasn't in Fast. Like she didn't, I, didn't, I don't remember Dom finding a piece of shit in his, in his, in his charger. No. <laughs> nah, it's not exactly. He's got family. We don't got no time My dog was that. stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> See, the face is what sells it. The bee. <gasps> My dog stung by a bee. Starts to cry. <laughs> so they eventually. So then they have their last race right at the end. They're like their quarter. Their last quarter mile race. Essentially, who the winner is who can. Who essentially can race and go past that train that is eventually coming because Brian is catching up to him. He catches him, but they kind of have like this iconic, their last race because Brian lost him. He obviously, you can, you can kind of see he wanted a rematch, right? And then the goal was like whoever pretty much can eventually go over the train tracks and pass the train wins and essentially just gets, you know, it is free. Because you remember, at any point, Brian could have just, like, pulled over in front of the car, whipped out his cop gun, and be like, nah, put your hands on the ground, you know, type of thing. Right. But he developed this such, like, this friendship with Dominic Toretto. It's kind of like, you know, they're having, like, this one last race type of thing. Right? They have, they have, they have their, like, this iconic race with the orange Supra and the Dodge Charger. They both make it over the tracks 
right over over the over the train tracks but i think he then he's he uh he uh no 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 the back of the uh yeah no he, they make it they they, right they barely make it right and then as they both land that's when dom gets sideswiped yeah he gets he gets sideswiped by another truck just a random truck that happens to be there somehow like the fucking the truck just like ruined that moment exactly it's like it's like yeah we just have we just have a like a brotherhood bonding moment we just race each other again truck is like nope just ruining the fucking moment <laughs> are we gonna reconcile mm, no can't do that sorry and you so, can tell this is the first movie because unlike the other movies Dom is actually bleeding and he looks rather hurt Mm-hmm. This is when he like yeah he's actually yeah if you actually think about it now he didn't really hardly bleed like this was like the precursor like he was like just gaining the power of family you know he's hurt and then obviously as he was doing more ridiculous stunts than the other movies he barely gets hurt yeah like once he got behind the, the wheel of the charger that's when the power started coming but he's unlocked his he unlocked his mutant powers with the charger. <laughs> So Fast One is kind of like his origin story. Exactly. Right? He has like he has like his shirt, his tank top shirt gives him like like protection from like anything now at this point. Like circle <laughs> protection family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's got that. He's got his, he's still his iconic cross, his cross that he wears around his neck. So That's he's got easy. all that. He, he obviously... I don't think uh, they none. I think it was a the race ended up in a draw. Oh yeah, I don't a, think. It, yeah, it was a draw because when they cross over the yeah, they both cross the train at the same time, and before anyone can figure anything out, that's when he gets sideswiped by the truck. Mm-hmm. He gets sideswiped by the truck, and then Brian takes him out. Obviously, you, at this point, you know you already you already hear the LAPD in the background, the sirens going off. At this point. Brian could have just arrested him and be like, we're done. You know, I got you. But instead, he gives him the car to, he gives him the keys to his car and he's like, you know, I still owe you a 10 second car. You know, Dominic sees that essentially he saved him again. Remember, he saved him twice now in the movie. By, by Brian letting him go, Brian essentially, he forfeited his job. So at the end of the movie, Dominic leaves off and Brian walks away. Right? So essentially, so Dom is still Dominic is still on the run and now Brian Brian's off, you know. Um at this point you don't know what happened to um you don't know what happened to Letty, right? Uh we know Vince was still in the hospital. They never explained what how he ended up in Fast 5, right? How he ended up how he ended up in uh in Rio. And um oh the guy who played uh Leon, he just didn't want to be in movies anymore. He kinda assumed he said his character was kinda done with that lifestyle. <laughs> right? He's like, I'm done. He drives Letty away. He's like, you know, I'm done with this. I don't want to be part of this lifestyle anymore. That's what the actor said by the way. Oh, yeah, well, I like the yeah, logically that makes sense. You know, you know what? This yeah. is getting a little too hot right now. Though. Keep in mind if you it's a little around. too hot for me. Yeah, exactly. You see how, how, how much that paycheck covers. <laughs> I bet he's really regretting that now. <laughs> hey, guys, can I come back for 513? I mean, look, Leon's nah, he's gonna, he's, 
if he comes back in Fast 11, then I'm going to be like, I fucking told you. I'm going to be like, it's going to be like how they got the video of Michelle Rodriguez. Holy Which, shit. Sorry, Reggie Lee, Reggie Lee plays Lance. Mm-hmm. I, I completely blanked out on that. That's that's the same guy who was in um, Grimm. He played uh, Detective Wu or something, or Sergeant Wu. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I don't, oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember He's been as... in a bunch of stuff. He was also in uh, The Rookie. He played, like, an episode or two. He was, like, an FBI or CIA agent or something. Yeah, he was, um, what's his face? He's number two in those Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Um, this... Oh, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Davy, Davy Jones? Wasn't no, he? Uh, Chow Yun-Fat. The, 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 he oh. was, like, his number two dude. That's right, that's right, yep. Or if you want to even be more obscure, he was J- Joseph Gordon Lovett's partner in The Dark Knight Rises. He only seen for two scenes. <laughs> before, yeah, he's, <laughs> before he's unceremoniously shot by Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the uh, in a nutshell for Fast 1. There's post-credit scenes where Dominic, he's driving through uh, Mexico. Mind you, he's still on he's still on the run at this point. Right. He's on the run. They never explained uh what happened. Eventually we know there was apparently there was an interlude which which actually shows how he got between from fast one to uh fast four, which is called the Fast and Furious. It's such a big fucking name title, right? I, I essentially think honestly it might I think Right after the, because Tokyo Drift was technically the third movie. Yeah, third right? in production. Oh yeah, third, was, in production. yeah, third in production. When they thought this is the end of the franchise, this is the end of the franchise. Just do whatever. Yeah, As, essentially the first, the first three Fast and Furious movies, uh, people are kind of touting like these are like the racing movies, because the franchise did the franchise did eventually get off. You know, quote, there wasn't much racing. Eventually went to being more action, but. Yeah. Now, since we just got the first one done, I wanted to ask. I asked this question my first. So I asked again, right? Let's we'll start off. Uh, so, you, Ernie? I don't okay. know if you have seen them, but uh, for the Fast and Furious franchise, how do you feel about them kind of getting away from the racing part? Essentially, people are touting Tokyo Drift was like the last Fast and Furious racing movie, where now it's just all actiony and family I mean sometimes you kind of miss but for the most part it makes for better storytelling there's only so many racing movies you can do and you only have side stories of it at some point that's That's just how I always felt about it that was my point too I when I uh, was talking with the other people about it I said how much can you uh, push the whole racing gimmick further right yeah i mean they only reference it at least a little bit in most of the movie but for the most part yeah it's not in way though yeah that's not really there anymore the races don't barely happen i think people don't realize that you have to actually look at the story of the of the franchise how it's not that he couldn't do any more races well as we explain oh no we can't do more races because now we're fugitives you know, so there's like there's no more racing. So, Vashon, what do you think? I mean, do you see them all? A people are touting Tokyo Drift was the last Fast and Fu- quote last Fast and Furious racing movie. 
Oh yeah, that's that's true because even like even when you, like we'll, 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 we'll get a little bit later in the episode, we get to fo- get to Fast and Furious. It's uh, it's it has like the it has like the setting of the racing movies like like the first one the, the first one does, but the but that's a, but the fourth one is a straight up like uh, is like a straight up like serious action movie, like maybe more serious than any of the other movies like of the one of the ones we're covering and even of the franchise where there's there isn't as much as the fun and levity of it. This is like a, this is a straightforward action movie. Even though there's still it's still essentially racing because there's a lot of races in it. It's just it's not the focus of the movie. The focus of that movie is the plot when we get to it. So yeah, no. and part of it's it's hard to describe. Where hey, you can either make a really good racing movie or you make a you making you make an entertaining Fast and Furious movie. And at that point in the franchise, you can't do one. And you, they can't be one and the same. You can keep elements of it, but you can't keep telling the stories of like how like imagine the plots of these stories but it all revolved around racing hmm. like let's like let's rob this let's rob this guy's let's, let's rob this guy's vault under the guise of street racing that that, I don't, that wouldn't work or we can use our skills as street racers to pull off this heist to pull off actually heist jobs yeah exactly or so I, I asked you the previous question Mike how do you feel suck. yeah hey 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 the original was, was okay the original. Oh, I meant the remake. Let me let me yeah. let me correct myself. The remake. I, I think we all knew that. Yeah, okay. I think I was, we can all. I was all hoping agree. the audience would know, but in this yeah. day and age, everyone's willing to grasp at straws. So wait, but you know the, the Mini Coopers, bro. Everybody loves those. Yeah, right? that license deal. <laughs> product placement. Love it. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, Daddy we'll talk Toretto's. about product placement. Daddy Toretto sins. Go ahead. Yeah, let's not pretend like product no, placement. No, product placement does happen in these movies. That's. You know, like, how, I mean, our next franchise, Transformers. Now, <laughs> I mean, how this is chock full of, chock full of all, all, all the beer you can drink, as long as it's Cronus. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <coughs> what were you gonna ask, it, sir? I only asked. Uh, I actually before, but now, how do you feel the? How do? You, what do you think about the Fastest franchise kind of getting away from the whole racing gimmick to eventually kind of being these? They use their abilities as drivers to pull off essentially these missions, these ridiculous missions that eventually happen between after to fast four to ten. I think it they, was they got rid of. I was gonna say they just they got away from the gimmick, and a lot of people didn't like that they didn't have race anymore. How do you, do you think they could have done the racing gimmick for ten movies, or what do you think? So I don't think it would last for ten movies. I think them doing the whole heist mission stuff would have been an inevitability. I think they could have done a whole th- like we talked about it previously, but I, while watching the films together, I think what they could have done was go to each different like street racing like scene, if that makes sense, throughout the various different street racing like scenes that there are throughout the world. Like there are probably different types of ways street racing is handled, like in the U.S. alone, and then go to the Europe, and then go to South America, and then go to Asia. And then by that point, you kind of culminate, like you kind of reach a point. But how many movies can you really get out of that, right? That are entertaining to watch, right, and enjoyable. So I think it was an inevitability that they would get to this heist type of thing, where it's almost kind of like I talked about this previously. It was like it's like you kind of fuse like the transporter with Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. It's kind of exa- um, exactly that because eventually, when people find out and talk about it, it was like Tokyo Drift. Eventually, we talk about that introduced drifting, a new type of street racing. So we mm-hmm. we got we got the new street racing. But like I, you know, I was having a conversation with other people about it. It's like you can't have this gimmick go on. I actually like that. I'm not saying that they didn't have racing. They did have races. 
but if you understand the story, there were certain times that there just wasn't time for races when you're literally an international fugitive. Yeah, like, what was that? It was, what, Fast 8? The Cuba thing? Was that Fast 8 with Cuba? Oh, with, with, with Cuba, with Cuba Nitrous, that was... Was that Fast that, 8? Uh, yeah, that yes. Fast 8. Oh, okay. That was Fast 8? Yeah, so, like... You know, we, we had a little bit of street racing in the beginning, but it was kind of more like a nod as opposed to it being the main crux of the film. Because afterwards, it the whole thing was around pretty much them doing their thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like eventually Cypher comes up. It's like, oh, you had a baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to get rid of your family. <laughs> He's like, nah, not family. That, <laughs> that fucking bitch Cameron Diaz. No. <laughs> not Cameron Diaz. Uh, Charlize Theron. Oops, wrong Wrong blonde. Whoops. I was like, oh no. Nah. Why does wait? What? Wait, why does he have beef with Cameron Diaz? Nah, right no. now. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Uh, correct myself. She's um right now. She's trying to help you know save the multiverse in Doctor Strange three right now. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, forgot that cipher. She's that's gonna become the next Sorcerer Supreme. Watch. I bet you if the di- <laughs> this is getting off topic, but I bet you if the Ditko trial that's going on right now, audience, goes south and Ditko winds up getting the rights back to a plethora of characters, of which includes Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Right, Marvel is going to do what Marvel does best and kill those characters off and have someone else, doesn't matter who, someone else, could be Dr. Voodoo, can be Charlize Theron, replace them as Sorcerer Supreme for a little bit until the sales tank and they have to try to figure out some way of doing it. But now they can't because they don't have those characters. You know, the we have the writer strike still going on. The writer strike and what will be the, it's going to be more likely the upcoming actor strike as well from SAG, from this, you know, from SAG. Yeah, that's in like what two, three weeks, roughly. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we're dating ourselves with, with, with bringing this up down for the podcast. I mean, I, I, it's yeah. no, we, we're, we're doing a franchise podcast. This, you know, <laughs> it's okay. When when Fast it's, Eleven comes out, we got to do a new cast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Rider Strike is still going. All we have left are Francis oh, yeah. Spears movies. Because remember, uh, not remember. I just found out recently. Uh, Fast becomes the fastest selling uh, independent franchise. <laughs> it's actually uh, from box office. It's past. 500 million that's awesome that's awesome uh, box office so it's yeah it, it's it's getting close there uh just found out because of the whole writer strike even though they green lighted that tom holland is gonna that he's having his fourth spider-man movie yes where he right? re, he reacquaints himself with mj which is totally but he also just announced he took a year off of acting i mean it's not that he took a year off of acting it's probably it's just he, that he sees the, the writing. Yeah. He sees the writing on the wall, or the lack thereof, <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Nothing's probably gonna happen. I'm gonna take a nice vacation. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna take a nice vacation. You know, he's he's already greenlighted for the new Spider-Man movie. This is not the Miles Morales, but Frenchy will probably get that whenever, right? Yeah, it's but called Weezy Green- gets the rights back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The best thing that Marvel can hope for is that they do what. They do what DC did for the cell, for for, um, for, for for Schuster and Superman, and just you yeah. know what, we'll acknowledge you did this every time you make something with Superman in it, and we'll give you ple- uh, like millions of dollars. <laughs> so you mean... have to make good movies because yeah, you know, we got to pay you for it now, so you can't just half-ass it like Sony would. Anyway, but like how <laughs> Sony would for anyone that isn't a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so far the game looks promising. At least the Sony Spider-Man game. Oh, that's yeah, that's Insomniac. If if it's anything yeah. like, I won't be playing it. But if it's anything like the first game, I hope it's a, like it's gonna be a home run, probably. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, because they actually acknowledge that Spider that Miles Morales is actually Spider Man, as opposed to Marvel, where it's like, hey, he's Spider Man when we feel like saying it. Otherwise, he like, calls him Spider Man. Peter Parker, Spider Man, not Miles Morales. <laughs> who knows? Who that yeah, is? Miles Morales is uh, uh, Spider Boy. I, I don't no, know. there is a separate character called Spider Boy. Oh but yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, there is a separate Spider Boy. This right. is why Marvel does not pay attention a, to their uh, own properties. He's a different. He's a different arachnid. There's like probably thousands of arachnid species. He's spider with a Y. No, he's arachnid <laughs> number two forty-seven. <laughs> That's for you, Deshaun. See, Ernie, I get hurt as well. <laughs> I know, I, man. I've been cut. I know. I've been cut, and I bleed as well. I mean, as we talk, when we now we're gonna get to two Fast and Furious. Up, up, whoop, right? Whoop. He, whoop, whoop. So, uh, as I explained. Uh, earlier, um, because Vin Diesel and Ja Rule didn't want to be in the movies because they were like, no, nah, we're done. First one, they made, um, they asked uh, Paul Walker character Brian O'Connor to be essentially the main the main character in All the right. movie. Before we uh, hop on to Fast 2, let's take a quick break. I do know that Ernie does... A quick does... break and a word from these nuts. <laughs> 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 Damn. Got him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you in a bit, audience. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, unfortunately, Ernie had to head off. He had to take care of something personal, but he uh, he will be joining us for future editions of this podcast. Um, but with that being said, uh, Mr. Daddy Toretto Sins, the floor is yours, sir. The floor is mine. I'm sweeping away. That was terrible. <laughs> anyway. I mean, if they went, if they went to Paul Walker's Formula One driving school, no. that's Damn. understandable. No. <laughs> yes, yes. If I don't get canceled because of that, then nothing will. Anyway, go on. No, no, no. You have to, uh, you have to earn the badges on Twitter. You have one so far. I only have one. I only have one block. I have quite a few that I'm not gonna name. So yeah, I have one block. That's it. Out of all the things, it's like, it's like, oh my God, Black Aragorn. Anyway. Right. <laughs> it's being called a fucking. But you like Kel- You got you like whitewashed Tilda Swinton, didn't you? No. <laughs> anyway, different movie franchise, different complaints. Let's go on. You tell me you didn't like Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell. Just, all right, let's just let's just stop. Is that Ghost in the Shell is a wonderful anime. Do not watch <laughs> live action. Whitewashing aside, that there's isn't no that yellow washing. Wait, what? Yellow washing. Oh, yellow washing is the opposite of what they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you forgot, like it was, the... you forgot it was cool. She was a Japanese woman underneath the, the Scarlet Jansen shell, so it's totally... Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was the excuse a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's perfectly fine because she's technically, you know, a cyborg. She's like a digitized brain inside of a cybernetic body. No, no, let's not do this. Yeah, please. in the future, you could just pick who you're like. Wow, that's fucking crazy. <sighs> The anime is good, not live action. But anyway. The anime is fantastic, and the sequel, I think, is very underrated. But anyway, yeah. we're talking about a different sequel. Uh, very much one inspired by, or that inspired the name of our very co-host, uh, Too Vash, Too Furious. Go ahead. So, we're going to start with the second movie, but there was, a lot of people actually don't know. I, you might know if you're, like, a super into the franchise. You know, if you're into the franchise, the second movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, came out 2003. But if you got the DVD of Too, of Too Fast, Too Furious, there is a special turbocharged prelude in the movie, which is essentially between Fast and Furious 1 and 
the Too Fast Too Furious, which is about like six or seven minutes. It's called a turbocharged prelude, and it's pretty much how pretty much after the events of Fast One, right? <coughs> Brian, he he's essentially he's also a fugitive now, right? He because he was aiding and abetting, and he let he let Dom go. So now, so now he's uh, he's on, you know, he's wanted now. So it shows him trying to uh, the the prelude pretty much is pretty much how he got from uh, Los Angeles, eventually how he makes it into the beginning of Too Fast Too Furious, which is in Miami, Florida. Right. So in the prelude, he's he's an escaped fugitive. Right. He leaves he leaves California. Um, driving, driving this, driving his car, and he does. He's doing like illegal street racing throughout other states, in the uh, in the west, in the west, uh, in the west, right? So doing some street rest, doing some street racing to earn money just to get by. You know, stays in a bandit, not bandit. He stays in like, you know, these shady hotels, cash only type of things, right? Does he only does cash only, obviously, because he's a fugitive. Earns enough cash eventually to get uh, to buy this. Uh, his eventually that became his iconic car, which a lot of people have bought, have made in their movie, have made in real life, and actually bought the 1999 uh, Nissan Skyline GTR R34. It's a very classic, iconic, very popular car. Um, I made it in GTA 5. There's Legos of it. Like, Legos, like, actually, Lego has its own Fast and Furious franchise. Like, like Legos, like, Lego sets. Right? Um, uh, there's Fast and Furious Hot Wheels cars. Right? With iconic cars between the Skyline, the Dodge Charger, Toyota Supra, the Lancer. You know, these, these classic iconic cars from the franchise. Right? He eventually picks up the Skyline, gets it, you know... He gets he works on it, gets it re, re redone, gets it all like you know suit up nice, and eventually he makes his way to uh, Miami, Florida. So it's uh, it's a small little prelude. Do you kind of need to watch it? I mean, not really, but it it's like six minutes long. If you want to watch the franchise, I think you should. It just shows him how he's traveling from. California to Florida and how he gets it because remember he's he's an escape fugitive he's trying to get away from the cops because he banned his mission for his friend Dominic Toretto yeah pretty much it's it's if it, it's it's a love letter to the no, I can't say love letter but it, it's something extra for the fans essentially so if you're a fan of the franchise and you want to know what how um Brian got to Miami from California LA then by all means watch it. But mm -hmm. if not, and you're just looking to continue on, you can continue on. I don't yeah. think it provides any sort of bearing on the story, pretty much. Because, like, everything's pretty much well explained in Fast 2, or Too Fast, Too Furious, where, well, yeah. you know, he, he gives up the badge, and now he's kind of doing this whole street mm -hmm. racing thing full-time. Yeah. you If you know, if you've seen at the end of Fast 1, he, you know he eventually becomes, he gives up the cop, he ends up, he gives up the FBI life, because... He he wanted to save his friend. He grew such an attachment to Dominic Toretto that he literally became a fug a uh, fugitive and gave up his 
career his job for Dominic Toretto. I think uh, that's how Bash, strong their bond. Bash, oh, yes. Oh, no, I was going to say, just to, to clarify, because it becomes a bit of a plot point in 4, because he, he, still, he, still, he was still with the LAPD, but, like, by the end of the movie, and then that's when it, that's when, that's when it kind of ends. It was a joint task force with, with the FBI, but he was still an L, he was an um, undercover LAPD officer. Yeah. Because oh, yes, because in 4, he vent, in 4, he actually becomes part of the uh, FBI. He, because of failing upwards, he he sounds like, hey, we know uh, you did all that stuff before, but uh, you did us a solid in Miami, so uh, you get to be with the FBI now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you did us good. You want your job back? <laughs> Matter of fact, we'll give you a better one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need your skills to be our undercover street racer. Imagine that gimmick seven movies later. <laughs> <laughs> undercover street racer, but now you're with the FBI. Now you're with the CIA. Now you're with... Why is Cat Williams this... <laughs> How many black actors can I team up with the street races? <laughs> anyway, go on. So, eventually, he makes it to Miami, right? And then, uh, one of the most coolest racing scenes, or essentially, is the opening to Too Fast Too Fierce. Like the first six minutes of it, the first six or seven minutes of just the movie itself, it, it is iconic. Like, that was even shown before the movie, like, how I say. Like, you can show, there was, at the time before the movie came out, like, a special preview trailer. The first, the first race you got to see, it was shown. And then, obviously, eventually showed the movie as, you know, as part of the whole thing. But the first, like, six or seven minutes of the movie, the, the opening movie, and the first race is just so popular and iconic because you eventually see this is really, that's, honestly, it's a really cool car. The Nissan Skyline. It's a Japanese car. So these steering, these steering wheels, uh, the steering wheels, the accelerator, the brakes, or anything on. By the way, the, the other side. Instead of in the U.S., where the steering wheels on the left, the Nissan Skyline, everything's on the right because in other countries you drive on the. Uh, technically, you would drive on the other side road. That makes sense. I think that's it. I think that's, that's pertaining to the west, the eastern hemisphere. Yeah. Yes, in the east, you do drive on... You do... Yes, technically, in the U.S., you always drive on the right, and you obviously, on the highways, you would drive on the left and right, on the whole highway. Over in the east, you drive on the other side. It's, if that makes sense. It's, I don't... I can't have a hard time explaining it. But you, you'll see you, see... you see the car, everything's on the right, instead of everything being on the left. So he has the first. He uh, introduced in Miami. You know, we got we got Luda. Luda Chris shows up in the. He's he's right in the beginning of the movie. Suki, right? He's in the beginning with Suki because they ha- they do, they want to do a race. They they only have a fourth racer. So uh, Luda Chris's character is introduced in the movie. Tej Parker, oh, yeah. right? He calls up Brian. He's a cool mechanic friend and nothing he's else. And nothing else. Not this uh, super secret spy agent that knows all these high-tech military stuff. Which he explains, yeah, I had a past life in the past. But doesn't really explain how he knows all of this. Oh, Witsec. Yeah. He's the, uh, and I was not making fun of but just saying, he's he's a smart brother. 
yeah, when we get to, when we get to five later, it'll be it will, it's definitely not because we really like Ludacris and we want him back. It's no, he's the be- he he is the best in this field, even though we never established that, but he definitely is. Trust us. <laughs> oh yeah. Now if if we if they're gonna actually gonna make a if they're actually going to make uh, spinoffs, I would actually want to see a spinoff of how his character how his character evolved to what it is now. Right? Because we don't know. In Too Fast and Furious, he's just he's just the mechanic that helps orchestrates illegal street racing in Miami, Florida. Right? So he comes out in the opening, you know, because remember Vin Diesel and Ja Rule didn't want to do the second one. The 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 movie directors and and producers wanted to have an iconic. They wanted they wanted a superstar like a rapper, a big a big name in the movie. They asked Ludacris to do, and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it, sure." Right? Because Ja Ja Rule was asked to be in Too Fast Furious, and he said no. So, yeah, probably still biting the bullet for that. Yep, you know, Ludacris getting getting stars in the Walk of Fame, making hundreds of million dollars. Ja Rule is making local PETA commercials on YouTube for <laughs> TV shows. You know, we know how things worked out for everybody. Yep, that also, worked out real well. Because I know, I know, we didn't, you didn't bring it up. Like the like the director from the first one was Rob Cohen. You know, if you know, if you know he's he did, he did stuff like you know he did the first he did the first Fast and Furious movie. He did stuff like. Uh, 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 he did the Triple X movies with, with Vin Diesel afterwards. Oh, that's yes, yes, yes. Okay. But yep. then for but for Too Fast, Too Furious, they got John, like you know late great John Singleton, and that would and that kind of helps to explain a certain cast member that that's joining the franchise and how they got how they got into this film. Yeah, it. <laughs> you know, you know it's crazy. Wonder Woman's back. Anyway. <laughs> Nobody could die. <laughs> so, oh my God, they spoiled it for I us. I mean, are you referencing uh, the best thing to happen to this film? By the way, Vishon. I mean, yes. The, literally, the sole best thing to happen to this film because without this character or this actor, it would be complete shite. Oh yeah, because like I'll say full disclosure. Because I'm not sure how you feel about it, JP. I know for like I don't like for a fact, but like the longest time before the rewatches we did for you know to get ready for the for the recording. I was a, this was my least favorite of the franchise. So, like you know what? Same here. Uh, I don't like. I'm like I, I said. I watched these movies, but like I don't know how I feel like rewatching Too Fast and Furious again. And like okay, like okay. So what so, did uh, you? What do? How do you feel about the movie? Because obviously, I'm gonna you know I, as we go on, I'm gonna talk about the plot and everything. But we can start off with this because I like where this is going to. How do you? Like what do you? Do you still have the same? Dislike for the movie after rewatching it. How do you feel about the movie? Oh no! After this, after the last rewatch, it I like this has gone up tremendously in my opinion. Of just like, and it's solely due to you know, well, I, I, you know, no longer this is solely due to Tyrese as Roman Pierce of just yes, he brings such a, he brings like like because it's very clear that you know John Singleton probably called in a favor because he's worked with him in the past, and it's like you know what they need a new Vin Diesel type of person to fill that role to match up with. The matchup with Paul Walker, and there are and there are definitely scenes where he is doing his best to bring that Dom energy, and it doesn't work for me. But the majority of those scenes where he gets to where Tyrese gets to be Tyrese, and you see how charming and hilarious this dude is, and it like 
legit makes almost every scene where he gets every scene where he gets to do that is some of the best scenes you'll see in the, in this movie. Because without, I would say, and I feel like you mentioned a little bit, Mike, without Tyrese in this movie, this would have just been a boring, re- like a boring just sequel to that that Fast and Furious movie. The franchise would have died without Tyrese. Without, oh I'm, yeah, and I'm not afraid to say that. No, no, I, I 100%, I will back you and I will die on that hill. If it wasn't for Tyrese Gibson, particularly playing the character Roman, right, this this film would have been completely a snooze fest. Oh, yes. Because, like, Brian's character is dry and has no, like, practically no emotion, really, if that makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. And because, then Tyre- yeah. Tyrese's character, Roman, offers that contrast, makes it a little, has that more in-depth... And the fact that their characters have history, where it's like the fact that, oh, you're the reason why I went to prison for, like, X amount of years, right? right. And they get to that fight in the beginning of the film, right? Which is fucking awesome. You know, elevates it even further. Because I, I would say, because at this point, because I'm not sure how, if you, if, if, how much you know, but remember, at this point, Tyrese is still primarily known as a singer more than anything else. Like his... I, I, I knew nothing about Tyrese. Honestly, aside... I don't know much about Tyrese. Like, when you mentioned that he was in Morbius, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I really I didn't know anything. Movie. I did. Oh, yeah. Be that's... sure to send your favorite Morbius memes to at Dr. Vanish on Twitter. No. Um, people... He loves Morbius. No. <laughs> yes, he no. does. And, and remember, hashtag it's Morbin time. Damn anyway. you, Ernie. Now that you left, I became the lightning rod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I didn't know anything about Tyrese Gibson. I didn't know he had any sort of career besides this. I just oh, yeah. know him from the Fast films. And not, not not as an insult, but just, like, so fucking good as Roman. Oh, yeah, he cause... also did an amazing movie. A lot of actually, actually, I don't know if they remember. Actually, a great con- I actually love one of my favorite movies. It's a movie called uh, Four Brothers. Oh, yeah, Four oh, Brothers. Four Brothers. It's, yes, yes. It's, a, right. it's a callback to those like to those 70s kind of action movie, revenge movies. Yes. It's... It's 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 speaking of John Singleton. It's it's a fantastic movie. Yes. I feel like if there's ever time to talk about that, we can talk about that as well. But Tyrese, Mark Wahlberg, and Mark Wahlberg. Tyrese gives the character. Andre Mark Wahlberg is one of the brothers. Oh yeah, Andre three thousand and um the guy mm-hmm. from Tron Legacy is the fourth brother. Wait, we're not talking about Star Wars, right? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Garrett 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 Hoodland, I think, right? Oh yeah, the guy that Charlie Hunnam stole his career from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Damn! Hey! Hey! hey, hey. Damn! Where's, Damn! But where's Oof. where's the lie? I none. Silence. Silence speaks louder. I ain't got yeah. nothing to say. No, got nothing to say. Yeah, but yeah, Garrett Hudland. Yeah, Headland. Headland is uh yeah that that's who you're talking about. Oh yeah. I forgot Tyrese Gibson was in that. No wonder why I like that movie so much. Oh yeah, no, Ty, Ty, Tyrese <laughs> is the MSG of what of your movie. Like you need to sprinkle. Yeah, you need to lighten he, up your movie. Get some Tyrese in it. Yeah, I mean he's absolutely fantastic in Too Fast, Too Furious, and also Four Brothers. Like him and Mark Wahlberg, I think are probably the top two things in that film. I'll have to rewatch it to be hundred percent sure, but yeah. Oh yeah, because the the thing about Tyrese is that. He knows, like you know, he can he can he can bring intensity, he can bring seriousness. But if that's what you're solely banging on, then hey, there are other people you can do that. He can do it. Like have you seen like have you seen his like his movie debut with John Singleton in Baby Boy in 2001? You know, the same year mm-hmm. as uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like you see, like he is the lead in that movie, and he is playing this. He plays this kind of like this immature, uh, immature, immature young man who's you know, who's through like through life and through his tribulations have 
has this responsibility thrust upon him to do better with his life with the with with the with this girlfriend, with his son, with his children, and where th- where things go from there. And you can tell he's he is acting his ass off in that movie. But when you see him in this, and I didn't appreciate it when I first saw, it, I was like, oh no, oh shit, he is showing he has he has so many different facets to the to the way he can act. Where it's just, <laughs> oh no, I can be serious and intense if I have to, but I really like being lighthearted and funny. And you can always tell like those are the best parts of yours, like. Like act like because I, I come from like looking at wrestling. Sometimes the best wrestlers are the ones who are just slightly more exaggerated versions of themselves. And Tyrese right. in this movie, in those lighthearted moments happen. That's because that's the personality. That's you can tell that's who he is as day to day as a normal person. He is that 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 charismatic, that fun, that hilarious dude that you want that you'll be around. That you can see why someone super serious like Paul, like like Brian O'Connor in this movie would go out of his way. To, to, to fly him from California to help him take down this this, dark, this drug cartel as the only one he could trust to do it. Speaking of Baby Boy, though, how much would you love to see some sort of like buddy film? Like it doesn't even buddy cop, just buddy film of Tyrese Gibson and Ving Rhames. <laughs> like <laughs> imagine, awesome. Imagine, like yeah, if, I I personally think that would be awesome. If it was that still, if it's, <laughs> if, if it's the same day, the same dynamic as they did in Baby Boy, where it's it's equal parts. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to be a father figure to you, but I'm also going to terrorize you as well. Yes, 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 one hundred percent. Like I sent you the meme of him just like of Tyrese just sitting in a chair as the scene starts, and all of a sudden a massive bicep wraps around his neck as Ving Rhames comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Just make that the movie poster. (laughs) Yes, 100%. That would be great. If they're going to do a spinoff, which he he already, Divinity said they're doing spinoffs, I think we're definitely going to, if it happens, they're going to get a spinoff of Tyrese, Gibson, and Ludacris' character. Oh, Tej and and Roman? Tej and Roman. But have those two team up, and they think Bing Rings would be Tyrese's dad. (laughs) Yeah, it's yes. Oh my god, yes. That would be fantastic. I would love it. I would love it. Everybody's um, like, Ted is a badass, Bing Rain's dad is a badass, Roman's the only one who isn't, and he doesn't seem to know why. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's another thing, because, like, you know, like, it's an action movie thing. We're like, yo, we, look, we gotta be big and bad, we gotta look at badasses. Like, uh, like uh, 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 Paul Walker, he wasn't afraid to get beat up, and he never, he was, he, but he never looks, he never looks silly. It's, the one time he looks like a dummy is like, when he loses the first race in the first Fast and Furious, but other times he gets yeah. beat up, he gets hurt, and you know, he doesn't mean the action movie way. Tyrese isn't afraid to look stupid, and that's what endears that's what endears you to Roman because Roman talks a good game, but more often than not, if he's not, if he doesn't get get the better of someone, he fails and fails hard, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like, to watch. I mean, we see that with him throughout the entire film, though, with Too Fast, Too Furious, right? Like we, we we see moments where, what, what was it? What was one of the scenes? Um, He's actually more serious. Like the two Fast Two Furious, right? he was the most serious in that movie, while in the other mo- in the future. I, I, okay, movies, so yeah, compared to his compared to his well, compared to the later, later ones, compared well, yeah, to later that's, ones, that's absolutely. Again, that yeah. But when we compare him to like Paul Walker's character Brian Connor, right? He is the comedic relief. Or rather, oh, the yeah. one who breaks the tension. So I, I don't think he's. That's like a what I like about it. No, oh, yeah. no, I'm saying like, this was his first his first movie within the franchise. Was like as in he was if he had a serious character, yeah. this movie was like his most serious character view while also engaging as like that kind of comedic relief. 
Because interesting how you said, Rashawn, how like he was trying to kind of mirror that whole like friendship brotherhood thing with like that that Dom had, right, with right. Brian. And I I do reason it's funny because this is too fast and furious. It was always been like one of my favorite. Like before Fast and Furious, eventually became to what it is now after Tokyo Drift. Out of just all the first three movies, I would always watch Too Fast and Furious first. I loved it. I loved it from the beginning, and I still loved it now because I like how uh, uh, Brian O'Connor's character, which what he, what he was doing, and and Tyrese Gibson's character, Roman. I think their their interaction in the movie. How they kind of interact, how they interact between Roman kind of being that whole, he's like the comedic relief, but while being super serious. Right. Right. Because you see in the future movies, he's kind of more, not just a comedic relief, but he's a lot more goofy. You know, not a goofy movie, but, you know, the first goofy movie. <laughs> not the one where he goes yeah. to college? No, anyway. No. No, no, no. no. That <laughs> shit was the person. <laughs> yeah. no, that shit yeah. is depressing as hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, because like even with with Tyrese's introduction, is he's like after him when he when he's doing this when he's doing the what was it like? Not it wasn't a street race. It was more like like the demolition derby thing he was doing when he first sees Brian and they get into that into get into that fight where they scrap on the floor for like for like an uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah, they were both <laughs> scrapping. Uh, they were they went to Barstow, California. That's why he makes that joke is. I ain't going back to Barstow because Brian, af- after they do the first race in the movie, which is like the first, which is like, it's a big iconic race. Right. Right. It's between him. It's between, it's between him, uh, Suki, right? Uh, Japanese speak- girl. Yeah. Speaking of people who were supposed to make it big, but didn't. You know. Wait, whatever happened to Suki? Uh, I mean, I mean. She, nothing. <laughs> I think, okay. Like the last, the last. Yeah, because like for those who don't know, like Suki, you know, Devin Aoki, the last thing I saw her was was that that Dead or Alive movie that came out in like 2011, and that was it. Oh, ooh, yeah. I mean, Eric Roberts with sunglasses doing martial arts. That's a that's a, that's your big Oof. that's a big threat. Cool, cool, cool. I <laughs> that that anyway, is... were you Hayabusa? What? <laughs> <laughs> Not anything about it. I kind of feel bad for her character because, like, she was, like, supposed to be one of, like, the main characters in the movie. She's on the freaking movie poster. Oh, yeah? She's not. Look at the poster. It's Brian. It's Brian Roman with with uh, uh, Ava, Ava Mendez. Uh, jo- um, at least she Ludacris. makes a fucking cameo in, what, Fast 4, Fast 5? Yeah, at the end of the post credit on Fast 5, she makes another cameo. Yeah. She makes a cameo that Letty's alive. Bum, bum, bum. Bum. Oh my god, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, she's been married uh, to Ryan Gosling. Oh! She's, no, no. Oh, yeah, well, Ava Mendez, yeah. But she's been married to James Bailey since 2011. Good for, good for them. And before we find out, oh no, something terrible happened. Like, oh, no, she has four kids. Holy crap. Oh, good on her. Good on her. Yeah. She plays uh, Monica Fuentes in the movie. Yes, she's she's uh she does come back as a character like you said like you said at the end of Fast Five, five for like a minute or two. She she's working in the same uh, undercover industry with Hobbs with uh with Agent Hobbs 
The Rock. Oh yeah, where it turns out. Oh yeah, we all work for the same agency, which is really hard to like considering you know where she and where things go with her throughout this movie, and then also where we see Hobbs in Fast Five. It's very hard to believe they work in the same department. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Especially considering like if you knew like they, if you knew this guy, if you knew Hobbs in Two Fast Furious, he would have shut this down in like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Unless Hobbs was like some like. Unless the one the one excuse could be like, oh, Hobbs was currently serving a tour in God knows what Middle Eastern theater of yeah, war. The, at the that nation time. in the Middle East he served in no longer exists because he destroyed it all. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and oh. that, that's when they got him. Here's the thing: it would be cool. So they did the spinoff, right? And this is how they would bring her character back. Because I, I, are we talking about Sookie or Ava Mendes? Sookie? Oh, okay. Sookie, yeah. I'm totally for bringing back Sookie. I, yeah, I just... That sounds wrong. Just <laughs> say her name. Do what, do what I did instead of real name, so I can't, so I can't, so it doesn't sound sus. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally for bringing back Devon. Yeah. Sus, uh, sus levels are steadily rising, Captain. No. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're saying it's a sus, and then I look at our group chat. Hey, whoa, 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 the majority hey, of it is Bashan being the most us, but yeah. Hey, wait, hey, wait, no. hey. <laughs> don't believe his lies. <laughs> Damn you, Bashan! That meme you sent me, that shit was fucking. No, there's definitely no. a place for you. There's definitely a chair right next to me in hell. So, <laughs> okay, let's be honest. Hey, look, look. If look, if Jamie's riding shotgun, I'm I'm right. I'm sitting right behind him in the passenger in the passenger seat. I'm I'm the guy <laughs> in the Titanic looking at all of you guys as it's sinking and be like, gentlemen, it's been an honor. <laughs> 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 I don't know Mike played play the violin. Actually, I do know how to play the violin. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first instrument I learned. Nice, so. nice. Yes, yes. Screw his fingers, you know what I mean. Anyway. Oh, Son whoa. of a bitch, I swear to God. See the way he strokes that, that bass guitar. Anyway, um. Hey, oh yo. <laughs> Our groove chat is like 10 times worse. Anyway. <laughs> so. Sookie, right? It is literally Sodom and Gomorrah before the whole Tower yeah. of Babel thing happened. So. Yep. Nothing oh is going God. on. Hey, there's a family running off in the distance. Wait. <laughs> Go on. I was going to say, it actually would be cool because, remember, Sookie in the movie, she's Tej's, like, quote, girlfriend or, or thing, whatever. Right, and like, like they were, they like they they look pretty tight, like right. the yeah. entire film. That's why when I I texted you, I think I had just finished watching Fast Two, and I was like, whatever happened to like, Suki? Like like, her, like she was close with Tej, like, and she's just gone. Like, yeah, no mention. Not even like a little passing thing in the dialogue. We're like, oh, we went our separate ways. No. She's one of like the main characters. I mean, obviously, she's she's very good looking. She has her iconic pink car. Um, you know, she could have been like, like a Japanese, uh, she's of Japanese descent. She's in the first iconic race. She's she in the first race. They could have affiliated where there were Tokyo Drift. If I know that's, that's crossing certain people will be offended by that, but fuck them. Um, she could have easily been in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I think so. Supposedly she was in, well, she was only in Furious 7 as a flashback. Oh yeah. Archival footage as they call it. Right. Yeah. So I, if they do a if they do a spinoff movie where it's a prequel about Tejas Parker's life, I would want Suki to be in it because I feel like her character needs some type of like redemption because she's an 
she does play a big important role. She does play a huge role into the movie as she helps them essentially execute their plan. I mean, she was in pretty two, much too fast and furious. She was one of the masterminds for the uh, the whole scatter thing, the whole thing where they go into the garage in Fast Two, and then they swap cars, and then they shoot out with all those bunch of those uh, trucks, and then they shoot out with a bunch of those other cars. Yeah, because she she's driving, she's driving uh, Brian's second car, product placement, by the way. <laughs> the deucey. So, <laughs> so obviously, we all know in the first race he's driving his iconic the Nissan Skyline GTR. It is the most one, the infamous. Besides, it's right. It's it's just as popular and famous as a 1970 Dodge Charger. The the the, the, the two the two most iconic cars. In the Fast and Furious franchise, people have done replicas of it. People, you can buy the car. People have bought the car. You look on YouTube of it, and you just and you go on YouTube and you look it up. You'll see people have like built something similar. You've actually bought the car. It 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 also looks super cool. I mean, like I said, there's Legos of it. I built the car in GTA Five online. It, I drive I drive around. We used to play GTA Five. It's super cool. You know, it's 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 like the. Uh, it's the car that kind of like one. How would you define like the street racing? You know, it's got the glow on the bottom, right? It's it's street racing. It's one of the cars that kind of like, not like define it, but it's a very popular car, obviously, right? So you had the first race. Tej calls uh, Brian. He's like, "Yo, you want to be a fourth? You want to be? We need a fourth racer." And he's like, "You know, I can use the money." He's like, "You got four minutes." Right, that's what he says to him. Exactly how he says, "You got four minutes." And hang hangs up his foot phone. Back in the days before we had uh, computers in our pockets, you know, good old days of flip phones where you could just you didn't want to listen, nobody talked to you, boop, just shut it down. That's it. Oh yeah, the, like yeah, the, the world is saying we'll never know the satisfaction of here, of clicking that phone as hard as you can by slamming it shut on somebody when they when they get out of pocket. Yep, so satisfying. <laughs> uh, so he gets he gets in his car, res it up room, and you see him just fucking zooming through on a I don't I don't know where, but he's like he's driving fast on a bridge in Miami to eventually meet up at the meet up at the uh, race spot. Right, <clears throat> they do the race. Obviously, they know it's him because during the prelude and everything, he w- he was doing illegal street racing to get by. That's how he's making a living in Miami. He was working with Tej, right? Remember, at this time, he's still a fugitive. At this time, he's still on the cover. And the FBI, they, they know that, but they're still trying to look for him, right? They do the first race. He wins because when he comes to the race in the beginning, Sookie's like, shit, it's Brian. Because now, Brian went from the first movie to kind of being not such a great racer, and he starts off too fast, too furious as, like, now he's a pro racer. So like during that you can during that interlude he like he gained like all this some how do you say his ability as a street racer got a lot better because well, in Too Fast and Furious the Suki is like everyone knows oh shit it's Brian that's why he's his his nickname in the movie is called Bullet. Well, see it ties into one of those uh, up culture phenomenons where cops will make the best criminals because they have spent so much time studying criminals and they understand how law enforcement thinks that they will be able to avoid them so he has an edge on street racers because he worked 
as in a career where he was trying to catch street racers, and ultimately that would benefit him, you know, in the end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, it 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 did benefit him a lot, and it um obviously being on the run there that he was able to better his street racing skill. That's why they're like, oh, he Tej calls him, you know, Bullet. You know, that's his name because he's he's been winning a lot of races in the in the prelude. If you watch it. Right, he's winning all these street races to earn cash money just to get by. Right, he does the first. He does the first race. Um, I do have the uh, names of the car. Obviously, you know the first one was the Nissan Skyline, which is the most iconic car. The second one, they call him the orange car, that's driven by the. Uh, I think he's Dominican or Hispanic. The other. Uh, the other racer in the movie. Wait, you're talking about Too Fast, Too Furious? Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. Is that the guy who had the two girls and he grabbed them by the... Yeah, okay. the Hispanic guy grabs him on the foot. Yeah, um... Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even bring it up, but yeah. There's a... that's, uh, that's Orange Julius. That's his character's name. Oh, yeah, um, Orange Julius. Orange Julius. <laughs> I had to do a quick look up. I was like, I forgot his character's name because they barely brought it up. Oh, don't worry. If you're thinking of it, you'll see him again in a future movie. Maybe he will. Yes. I doubt it, but maybe he will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He drives a 1993, 1993 Toyota Supra. So that's the first car. Um, the uh, second car is the second car is, is a 1995 Mazda RX-7. No pulp. I don't know what that means, but. Assuming it's an uh, that that's a car that's driven by Orange Julius, and then Suki's car is obviously a 2000 Honda S2000, and it's that pink iconic Japanese kind of anime looking car. All right, so she was probably obviously a very, you know, as now in our days simp character, probably now. Right, they do they do the first race. Right, he jumps. You see, Brian kind of goes over the car. Because the 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 orange Julius, he's like when he, when Tej tells him to get the bridge to do the jump scene, he's like, oh hell no, and he stops, you know, not doing the jump scene. The other guy does a jump scene. Brian learned from his past as he's becoming a better racer, right? Because he knows the car in front of him, right, hits the hits the nitrous, and he's like too soon, because now he learned. Right, because Dominic Toretto did the same thing to him. Now he, you know, he did it to this other guy, and he eventually, up, you know, catch up. Then his nitrous makes him be able to jump the bridge, right? And uh, he uh, he goes in first place. He crashes into a Pepsi sign. Product placement held by <laughs> Pepsi, by the way. <laughs> Several things, <laughs> right? It's a big ass Pepsi sign. Come on, <laughs> he literally. Not Brian, but the other car. He crashes into a big-ass Pepsi sign, right? Suki makes second place. She does the jump. Her, her front bumper is uh, kind of just, you know, is destroyed. And Ted's like, gosh, oh, like, oh, damn, my front bumper. And Ted's like, you know, I can fix that front bumper. You know what I mean? Is that his girlfriend? Or thing. So- something. Right? It would have been cool if she was in Fast Five. <laughs> or at least, or at least you showed up. I kind of just hate how that how that character was uh, such promising. You they, well, they better you be. Do. You gotta you gotta do 
on social media, find all of Vin Diesel's accounts, and be like, "Yo, where's where's my Sookie rep- representation?" I, I need, justice for Sookie. I, I, yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. What about Orange Julius, bro? What happened to no? <laughs> Fuck, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves this, not <laughs> Ooh. So it might, it might, if they do it, it might happen. Because of a Sean you scene, which we'll get to later. Because, you know, in this podcast, we don't care about spoilers. No. Right? We don't. Um, in Fast 10... Right, the the main villain Dante, right? Dante Reyes. Right. You know he's the he's the son of essentially the main the main uh villain in Fast Five. Right. His his whole ordeal was anyone who was in contact with uh Toretto, anyone in the family in contact, anyone in it, he's after. I just forgot. And I looked this up again. Sookie's names or character does come is uh mentioned or her name appears. Yeah, again, like I think it's archival footage, that's the thing. Yeah. No, this is in Fast Ten. Oh, now. okay. So she might I hope she just comes back for a few scenes. That'd be funny if she's working with Dante is like motherfuckers, you be- you betrayed me. You betrayed me. There's like and- there's like a, 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 a redemption arc between her and Tej. You, you, you left me in this garage and you were just a mechanic and all, you, you, apparently you're like a genius hacker this entire time? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 would, it would be cool, right? So that's obviously after the race, right? The, uh, the undercover, the, the cops find out where, where Don, uh, not sorry, Dante, where Brian is because uh, Brian, he has a thing for Ava Mendes' character, Monica Fuentes. Right, because she comes over, she sees that he's, uh, they've apparently either he was into or they had a thing, because it wasn't explained. Like they have some type of chemistry, because Brian obviously likes her, but then it never goes further than that. Obviously, I think I think we all know Brian still had a thing for Mia, right? Because remember the time Brian was still this fugitive, so he didn't want to like, you know get Mia involved. So obviously he he wanted to live a different lifestyle. And this is mind you, this was before they essentially soft reboot in for Fast Four. Right? So the whole Brian and Monica uh way of uh, uh shipping uh, right. doesn't happen. Right? Cuz he obviously you can see he has a thing for her. And she says, "Oh, you better run." He says, "Oh, why?" And then here comes the cops. <laughs> so uh, they run away from the cops, and he eventually gets caught by the. He eventually gets caught by the cops, right? But he gets caught by his uh, old boss, right? Which is uh, Agent Bickens, Agent Bickens, and Agent Markham, and he and he tells him he wants he wants Brian to go, he to go undercover to bring down this Argentinian drug lord, uh, Carter Verone. Oh yeah. The- Oh, Verone, the, uh, the the whitest Latino man I've seen since Al Pacino. <laughs> he really does. Hey, what you talking about, huh? <laughs> I was like, because that was, I feel like that's the least, like, forget, like, the rest of the family, that's the least believable part of the franchise. This guy's from, from Argentina? You sure? You're positive. 
Uh, okay, so I will. Okay, little Argentinian fact. Um, there came a point during the 1930s where Argentina had more Italians in their population than Italy did. True, but that is so, so and a, that's uh, why a lot of Argentinians have blue eyes and pale skin. Oh no, that's one thing they should have told that dude that because he didn't act any of that. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't, I'm just, I'm just providing like an actual historical fact that came because they had. Here's the the short of it. Italians have the choice: immigrate to the U.S., where they were discriminated, often viewed as gangsters because of what happened with Al Capone and prohibition, and the U.S. government doing what the U.S. government does best is right. you know creating racial divides, um, or ethnic divides rather, or going to Argentina, Argentina, where none of that existed. They chose Argentina on mass. They chose Argentina, where a majority of Argentinians were now actually Italians, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, I get no, I get that. Historically speaking, I'm just talking. No one told Cole Hauser that when he started acting. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I feel like if he, I feel like if John Singleton had, had told him that when they you know, when they just like you know what I can approach this in a way that isn't just Scarface light. No. Yeah, that's how yeah. he kind of comes <laughs> off. It's like you know what instead of like historical context, listen, just watch. Well, here's these clips of Scarface. You probably have seen the movie already, <laughs> right? This is how you're gonna act. Right, make sure to have like an open shirt where we see your hairy chest. You know, kind of be all serious. It would have been better if he tried Marlon Brando as opposed to uh, Tony Montana. Like, why does he have? Why does he have all these, all these cotton balls in his mouth? That's not even the right. You know what? Look, he's giving us something. That's all I can. That's all I can say. Right, he's so it's Carter Verone. He is the main antagonist. He is. Well, actually, the pretty much the antagonist in mm-hmm. the Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, he's a he was a ruthless former Argentinian American drug lord, and he was targeted by U.S. Customs. Brian is sent undercover to obviously investigate him, so the FBI can uh, to investigate him to see where he's doing his drug cartel uh, criminal activities. Is Brian agrees. But he has one condition. He wanted a partner instead of the other dude who apparently knew car parts because he was drinking a soda from a pizza place. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that scene. It, he, you know what I'm talking about, right? The scene. Right. He, acts, he, acts, he acts a young kid in the FBI. is like, what's better for my skyline, a 12 or a 24? And then he's like drinking a soda. He's like, oh, I forgot what number he says. And he's like, I didn't know pizza places made cars. and he's like he's like this what you give me i can't do this because yeah at this time brian is now he's pro at this now he's now he's he's the diesel he's like in the same way that that vinny's embarrassed him after that first week he just embarrassed this poor kid for nothing (laughs) (laughs) for having for having the gall to not know exactly what he was talking about (laughs) product placement bro he needed that seed with the with the pizzeria with the the soda pop (laughs) drink There's a lot of product placement in Too Fast and Furious, <laughs> especially for surrounding the cars, right? So obviously he knows he re- he recruits the famous and funny character Tyrese Gibson's uh, character Roman Pierce, right? Right? They he agrees and they said, yeah, if you do this, Brian and Roman's records. Will be cleared and Rome is not on house arrest. Now imagine if Ving Rames was actually playing that FBI agent, <laughs> or that yeah. No way, I'll talk to him. 
there's someone to choke with. <laughs> like, actually, yeah, <laughs> that would, oh my god, <laughs> it'd be fantastic. It would be a great, fantastic callback reunion. It's like, we just did this a year ago. No, not fast enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Not that. So it's right. So they get, they agreed to it. Obviously, um, Monica Fuentes' character also. She plays a pretty large role in that movie. Uh, so I really hope she does come back for, for uh, future, future movies. Too. I mean, she plays the CI pretty much, right? Yeah, she was. She's, uh, she's, she's undercover. Under, yeah, yeah, undercover. Yes, yeah, there we go. Undercover, not a CI. Yeah. She was undercover for Carter. He has such like a fucking. <laughs> that name is just like. You can tell that name is kind of like. How do you call it? Like a very. I don't want to say. How do I say? Cliche. That's cliche, or that's definitely like a like a male male name, or like a drug lord name. My yeah, because Carter Verone. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude, relax. Because you know, it's like, we got to make sure we still know he's like he's like he's like Latino in some way. It's like, so how about Verone? Yeah, that, that that counts, right? Good, good, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> What's the first thing? I can, I can give a shit less. What the first name is? Just make it sound <laughs> tough. <laughs> we we need you to kind of mimic be this Scarface guy. So we're gonna hire a former a former LAPD officer, aka Street Racer, to take down to take down uh. To take yeah, because yeah, because because I would say this like too like and it's something that you don't realize. Too fast and furious begins the tradition of we need we can't get regular cops, we can't get regular FBI. We need street racers to infiltrate these criminal organizations because they're the only ones who can stop this drug cartel or stop these arms dealers or stop these group of characters. Apparently, racers. their normal cars cannot catch up to these street cars. And we can't I... buy faster cars. But but here but here you are, Brian and Roman. We're gonna give you two really fast cars that we made. But there's also chips implants, so we can see where you are. Obviously, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, because Mitsubishi wanted. By the way, if you know, but Mitsubishi wanted their car to be the main feature of the movie. Right. That's why the Skyline wasn't in the movie after that. Yes, if you drive a Mitsubishi Eclipse, it means the government's tracking you. That's a great product placement. God. Hey, oh, like, people never... bought those cars after that. Like it was oh, very popular. I... <laughs> yeah, because so, mission... plenty of sheep. So, <laughs> so, you, so, so you, we jest, but uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. The uh, and then uh, Roman drives the uh, Clips, the, the Corvette. That that's a pretty cool car too, right? And he, and he says, and, he, and so obviously Ro- Roman being Roman, he's like, "Ooh, look at those cars." He's like. And he's like, he's like, don't take the Corvette. He's like, that's for me. You know, Roman being Roman. So you can kind of see, like, Roman, uh, he's first introduced. But you can kind of see his character to start to evolve. Even though you mentioned that, like, he was kind of coming off as, like, like kind of trying to be that, like, brotherhood of for, like, him, between him and, uh, between Brian and uh, Dominic Toretto. I, I see him right off the bat just kind of being his own character. Right, even though you find out later that they have history because they used, they um they knew they were friends since like, since school pretty much. Uh, Brian O'Connor, Roman Pierce. Right, they had they had they had a history. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll so, be honest. I feel like if they managed to get Vin Diesel to come back for this, it would have been them tracking him down in Mexico, like in the post credit scene, and then that's how you rope him back in. That's how you rope back into the franchise of, you know what, I I need Dom to help me solve this stuff. Take down this drug cartel. 
I got I gotta go to Mexico to get them, and then it pretty much be the same thing, but with less comedy from from Tyrese, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, because after Too Fast, Too Furious, he doesn't come back till five. Right. Oh yeah. He's obviously nobody is in Tokyo except Dominic Toretto at the end, <laughs> right? That was yeah. technically at the time just like a that was technically a spinoff, right? At the time, now it's obviously not a spinoff. But, and then he wasn't in 4 because 4 was like the soft reboot, essentially. Quote, soft reboot. So it's like, I do I do like Roman Pierce's character. I do like Roman Pierce because like you said, he's very the, he's a comedic relief, but he's also meant to be uh, serious because Brian wanted him because he knew he was a good street racer. They, they, had their, they had their outing, their little fight because technically Roman was in prison for a number of, for like a number of years because he uh he brian essentially busted him accidentally right i right i don't know well, if it's accidental but yeah he was brian was responsible for having him incarcerated i would say essentially not, i would say unintentional maybe, maybe that maybe a better way to phrase it i would say brian probably used him for some sort of sting operation that was going on didn't warn him and just let him take the fall for it. That's pretty much like the vibe I got for it. Okay, so okay, so maybe, I, yeah, that's, that's why I say unintentional. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. like because they didn't come off like that for this. me. It came off like as he, like Rashawn said, it's like almost like like unintentional. Like he knew that you know Brian, whatever mission that was, whatever job that was, he was supposed to break up that. Probably not realizing one of his close best friends was actually. Uh, was actually part of that whole was part of that whole um, illegal activities and eventually he's like okay well you know it's like you're kind of right in the middle so that's that's, okay that's where I offer some contention I don't even think that him and Roman were best friends or friends at that point I think him and Roman were just close acquaintances at that point and that he was pretty much like a Dom Toretto in um, his life at some point in the past where he infiltrated a group and he did the same thing he did with Dom but unlike the whole thing with Dom he didn't get close enough so he didn't care enough and then when he bailed after doing his own thing um, Roman got stung essentially with you know what broke went down yeah, legality wise oh Roman a 10 second car I got you no. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got these keys right here Roman but I'm going to take them for myself sorry no. yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it yeah, it says that that's his, like, they were, like, former child, they were childhood friends because Roman Pierce was part of, like, you know, harboring stolen cars, right? They they became friends, they grew up together, you know, they said they played sports, did some mischief as friends, right? I feel like it, the, oh. re, the reason why it feels so nebulous is because you can tell this is clearly where they had to make the change once they realized they couldn't get Vin Diesel back. Yeah. So we yeah. need a reason why, like, we need, we can replace him with Tyrese, but we need a reason why Tyrese mm-hmm. would be pissed in the first place. Yeah, pretty so. much. Like, it's trying to introduce an important character midway into, like, a series that's, like, several books in, and then all of a sudden, hopefully that fills the gap for the reason why a character that's supposed to be in there isn't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It says here from at least... You know, quote the wiki. After they pretty much after high school, uh, like Brian, uh, like Brian Roman turned to a life of crime again, stealing cars, 
when Brian joined the LA uh, PD, Roman presumably distanced himself from Brian, right? Considering the enemy, obviously, right? right? So they they grew apart because not because of they had some down and because Brian, well, Roman, his lifestyle was I just wanna do be be a, essentially life of crime and and uh, Roman chose that and Brian chose to be a cop. And this is two months later. Brian's a police officer and uh, and he arrests Romans for uh, housing stolen cars in a garage and it says Roman believed that Brian who was unaware of his arrest could have done something to help him while in prison Roman later came to resent Brian then Roman spent three years in an upstate prison and later released on house arrest so then Brian comes back and eventually recruits him that's why that's why they had the outing because roman never quote got his like uh say revenge right say or he he pretty much let his that that whole outing they had that whole fight on the desert right that was pretty much him getting his anger out and obviously roman pierce did the mission he did that he tagged on with brian because they were offering him his record clean freedom i mean he fucked up he fucked up yeah. He came out on top of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, I feel like I've mentioned earlier, no, Brian loses fights, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Like, if you need to show the situation, if you need to show a situation serious, Brian's got to get beat up at some point. Or shot. Yeah. Or hit with a car. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, like Mike's name, uh, Formula oh, One Driving no. School. No. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Paul. Go rest in peace. But yeah. two, two ashes, two furies. What? No. no. Damn. <laughs> Don't do that to my boy. No. <laughs> this is like the second worst thing you could have done to Paul Walker just now. <laughs> What's the first? You know, the actual thing that happened to Paul Walker. Oh, you mean the telephone pole? <laughs> yes, gotcha. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, I can make it worse. We can talk about the scene where he's impressing. He's impressing Agent Fuentes with his driving, and then Tyree, and then Roman pulls him alongside. The driving like, stare. Yeah, he's like, "You like, you like what he did? He learned that from me." I like when I watched that. The first thing came to mind is, "We well, didn't teach him the part where he had to stop, did you?" And he became too hot to handle. Anyway, <laughs> and now he's too cold to hold. Oh yes, yes, yes! Join in, join in. I don't care about cancel culture. Fuck, fuck you, cancelers out there. Um, yeah, but I can't. I'm a. Counsel your cancel. You're gonna counsel the cancel? <laughs> Wait, hold counter. on. Wait. That's just a counter. Like counsel the cancel. That just mean, like that means you're gonna bind the canceling. That's like, right. No, I was the mastermind console. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was I the true villain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you think any, you think anyone cared before I said anything? <laughs> nope. It was me it was me, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who beat you up. No. Wait, wait, what? What does that have to do with the canceling? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hey, man, just you. You know what? Anyway. (laughs) Let's let's get back. Okay, as you were, sir. Go on, continue. So, obviously, they recruit Brian and Roman to be undercover street races, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is the second movie, so it's like you kind of already knew what was happening. Right, the, the, he does the whole driving stare at Monica Fuentes because Brian's trying to impress her. I mean, which he, has, he does because he, for somehow reason, 
was able to dodge all those cars but couldn't dodge it in re anyway. Uh, you know, couldn't dodge in real life. R.I.P. Um, so <laughs> he he does the drive and Sarah Roma's like, oh, he, he did the drive and said he learned that from me. Because you know they obviously they, they they've had a past. So if they ever oh, this this spinoff just gets better and better as the more we talk about it. Because there's so much uh, there's so much debt to these characters. People don't realize that this franchise is it's not just like crazy Dominic Toretto family superpowers and not having a scratch, right? Not anything than being essentially uh, invincible, right? Right. Though they. They go off. They do the undercover mission. Monica Fuentes is like a girlfriend of uh, Carter Verone. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the more we say his name, the less seriously we can take this dude. <laughs> oh, he he's super serious in the movie. Wait, like he's the guy who's trying way too hard to be hard. It's like they might as well have just called him fucking Salazar at this point. <laughs> All right, Salamanca, get in that wheelchair. Start ringing that bell. That's that's my son. There you go. Yeah, legit. I mean, remember he, as as we get further into it, remember he has that whole like scene with the rat in the bucket with the torch and uh, who's that? Is that was that that was Ron Jeremy? Right? No. Oh my god. No. Oh no. He looks like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Hold on. Too fast, too furious. Bucket scene. Remember the bucket with the rat. I, the I know who you're talking about. The actor's name is uh, uh, Mark Boone. Yeah, that was Bobby. Yeah. From um, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot. Isn't he, hooked to, isn't he hooked up to Oxygen in Sons? Or am I thinking of a different character? I think so. Or... No, he is. is that, no, wait. Is it, he's, a, he's the same character, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who hooked up to the O2 uh, tanks. He gets, uh, doesn't he get shotgunned, uh, double-barreled, or uh, so. goes, sawn off, right? By um, Ron Perlman's character. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be my sons of anarchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, bl it's been so long since I, I'm, I'm just remember the actors and not the character names actually, which is sad. Yeah, it's usually it's, it's the other way around for me. It's, it's that, and he's the dude that Christian Bale torches in Batman Begins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's the, he isn't he the corrupt like detective? Yeah, the one who steals yeah. falafel from from food stands to show that he's yes, a cop. Yes. <laughs> because oh, that's yeah. the that's the pinnacle of crime: stealing falafel and throwing a rainstorm in Gotham. <laughs> Damn. Do you want the money? Yeah, Mark no, 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 no. I want the food. <laughs> he plays uh, Detective Whitworth. Who I who I believe isn't a. I don't, I don't think he's a dirty cop. I think they just go to him. No, no. He yeah. In the movie, he he's a, he's an FBI agent. Right. Yeah. But the problem is because uh, because Carter Carter Verone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Carter Verone has so many ties. He's he's such a strong like. This Argentinian drug lord in the movie, he has ties with the cops because he has so much money. Like that's why they had to recruit people who were like really, really to go undercover because even Carter Brown, he was he was essentially paying these cops off. That's how he was able to get away with whatever he was doing with the whole drug lord thing for an X amount of time, like number of years. Right? That's like that whole scene with the rat with the rat. Like he he gets and like he, you know he puts a, he they they get him down takes his fat takes his shirt off has his fat belly out right puts the rat under the bucket and has a has a torch and there and um Brian and and uh, Roman they're seeing and they're like 
And Monica, she's they're seeing this and they're like, shit, this guy's fucking serious. Like he's psycho. Right? They know he's serious, especially remember that one the scene where he knows that Rowan Pierce took the cigarette uh the cigar cutter. Which is kind of like that was kind of just random because like it just came out of nowhere. He's like empty your pockets and like he somehow knew because they're like uh, remember the the second quote race where they race in Miami was to eventually find this uh, this this uh, little package in in Carter Brown's car off in a harbor port in Miami, and whoever gets back essentially he chooses to be part of their operation. Right, and that's why he says, "Oh, you know, I heard you broke my car windows. You know, I'll take that out of your cut." And then Roman's like, "Haha, our cut," because he's saying that because, like, you know, it's coming off like he's not going to really pay us once we do the mission. You find out later he was going to dispose of him anyway. Oh yeah, you, right. You find out he was going to expose him anyway because that—that's what he is. He's a—he's a drug lord. Yeah, just another tradition of hey. You're un- your undercover street racer who are going to kill as soon as you do do the job for us. Yeah, he has so many ties that even he's he's in uh, he's a uh, uh, Carterone. He's he has essentially the he has the uh, the Miami cops and the FBI, the Miami cops, essentially under his belt. Just do like drug money and all that. That's why the character <laughs> Detective Whitworth, he's like. He's he's torturing him. That's why he's like, oh, what about you know? How about this rat go visit your wife and your your son and daughter and stuff like that? And obviously, Detective Whitworth, being like a dad, he gives up the information he's saying, you know. And they're seeing like this guy is fucking serious. So it's like it it it, it get it gets it pretty much it gets hot, right? The the scene gets too hot for them. And it, and then that's when like um, Brian Roman, like, oh, we we need more cars. They're realizing that whatever the FBI is doing is not helping, so they have they have to go deep undercover. And eventually, they they have the second race in a movie, which is for the two muscle cars. Right, where those two fifty-year-old dudes wearing their flicky t-shirts. <laughs> you mean the two Scarface? Uh, <laughs> the two. <laughs> The two, the two scar, the two Scarface at home characters. Those two dudes who were both, who were both trying to be Manny from Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and eventually, when when he. Uh... Oh, so the car he drives is the blue one. Is a 1969 uh, Yank Yanko Camaro. Camaro. Mm-hmm. That's the blue one, and then the orange one. What was the orange? I one? believe that, that was, was the, that was the that was the the, 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 the the challenger. Yeah, the orange one was yeah. So they do a, they do a race, and Brian's like, we need to figure out something because he's like, we can't beat them head head on the head head to head on. He's like, and so the guy the guy the guy in the race the guy in the car. He's like, oh, American Muscle Baby, which. Ryan was like, these Japanese cars aren't Japanese cars aren't beating American Muscle head to head. Like they, Brian said, we're not gonna beat them, even with even with Nitrous, they weren't gonna win the race. So that's why they had they had they had to uh, essentially do some like uh, dirty racing, essentially. 
Well, it's illegal racing, so what you ever do, whatever you do. Right. Right. So, they, you know, they obviously, they he wins the race because, you know, Brian's now a professional racer at this point now. From one movie to the next movie, he's pro now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Getting from the, from the West Coast to the East Coast made him the perfect racer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, much. it worked for the Beverly, Beverly Hills Hillbillies. Why can't it work for him? But he didn't have all that Texas that Texas tea on his side to make him that anyway. <laughs> We can about one of the one of the one of the famous lines because in in the movie, uh, uh, Tyre uh, Roman he's telling Brian he's like you know the mission on like this getting too hot you know because he knows Brian kind of has a thing for for Monica and he's like you know this is kind of getting hot because. It's getting bad, hot isn't like bad because she's undercover. Verone might, he's starting to kind of speculate that something's happening. But obviously him being the main antagonist, he's not going to just come out and say it, right? right. He's going to play it off, you know? And that's, they're talking, that's why Brian says, you know, forget about it, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, how do you know too fast you fear? It's just one line. That's all I gotta say, and you, you'll know immediately. You, you'll know immediately how it is, right? <laughs> so it's like right before they do like the big day or the race, they kind of have like uh, Brian and Roman. They kind of have like a you know, they have a one on one. They have like they have a one on one. They talk. They talk about things they about their past. You know, they kind of uh, rekindle uh, their kind of friendship together, right? Because as they're spending more time, more time and time together, you see that scene with Brian and Rome, and they're on the bridge, and they're kind of just talking, right? So they're kind of talking about whatever their problems were before, and then they're talking about what they're going to do with the mission. So they're kind of like rekindling because hopefully, if there's a spinoff, would actually like to see the past, you know? Because there's so many ideas for it. If they were ever going to do like uh, prequel spinoffs, well, so that here's... would be cool. Here's the problem with that. Any sense of see the biggest thing with the the fast franchise is the sense of danger that at any oh, moment yeah. one of these stunts can go wrong, right? And not stunts, but one of these events can go wrong, and that takes out a character. With a prequel, especially if it's someone like Ty, you know, I, I I want more Tyrese. No, hundred percent. I think Roman's an interesting character. I think Lucas's Taj is an interesting character. I think if they're going to do a spinoff, it has to be one that's set after a fast film before the new fast film and they don't announce oh, whether like the in reboot it. or something like the quote reboot not so. a reboot no not like, a reboot. Like, no, no, like I said, say, you and... said before like before no no, no, no i'm saying before the next fast film oh like so before fast 11 if they're going to do a tej and uh roman film do a tej and roman film right um because if they do anything as a prequel, you already know the sense of danger is gone. Anything that happens like to Roman or Tej or any character in those films, and you know that they're going to be in the subsequent films, is gone. That's it. And that 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 eliminates that like you know grabbing the edge of your seat like the you know type of experience. I was like, the only way you can make that work is if, considering how the last movie ended, the story is what happens to them from the point of where we last see them in this in Fast X. To where we're, where they'll gonna, where they're gonna start in say Fast Eleven, yeah, and make and make Bing Rain Tyrese's dad. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's like, we got to go see someone, but I'm not going to like it. And you see they pull up to Ving, Ving Rames' house, right? Ving Rames ain't there. He sneaks up on Tyrese and just puts him in a headlock. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, like, the establishment clearly shows that Ving, Ving Rames is inside inside his house. By the time they walk up to the door, he's already outside with Tyrese in a chokehold. Yes, yes. Ludacris is not eager to stop him. No. Like, no, 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 he's no, no. Like, I'll talk this out. He's like, you know, I think some point in some your some point in your life you probably deserve this, so I'm not going to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it like so cold and like logical and matter of fact. Ramsey is also there with her laptop, and then I guess she'll nod and she'll nod in approval. Or she, she'll she'll nod in British. No, <laughs> you know who's uh you know who Ramsey is, right? Oh yes, she's the uh, she's the smart sister. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I love Undercover Brother. That movie's so fucking funny. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a sequel until we talked about it today. You told me there was a sequel. I had no idea that they made a sequel to that movie. And well, I Michael Jai White, right? Yeah, where he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I I know you, you, think, you said it was bad, right? Oh, no, I didn't see it. I was just disappointed when I found out Michael Jai White is barely in that movie. But he is uh, Undercover Brother. Yeah. I'll it's see kinda, it one it's day. It's kind of like Black Friday. Well, because Michael Jai White, he was like the best character. Oddly he's, enough, he he's, he's a character until he isn't. <laughs> no, he yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And then they get Bruce Campbell in there, who's just like kind of trying to be uh, incompetent Ash, if that makes sense. Ooh. And despite Squadcast's best efforts, we are back after a minor technical difficulty because of Squadcast. Um, as we again, were, yes, again. <laughs> Squadcast Look, is the reason it. why the last EC episode is missing a chunk of audio portion. So, so is a Squadcast is responsible for any is is responsible for any character's villain origin story? Gotcha. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm going to make. I got to try to make that canon now somehow. Like, there's yeah. a reason, the reason why the character's a villain is because he like somehow pulled upon Squadcast. I could have sworn Darnum was a hero. Well, now the, now the, the captain and the crew of the Blue Mask are the most feared pirates across the multiverse. Anyway. Yes. Oh, man. That could be a future for Darnum. Huh? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> a dark future. Yeah, because he's uh, not. Oh, no. Anyway. Um... So, so we're, we're drawing upon the midnight hour. Um, yes. <laughs> so go on. Uh, so Ejecto in... Sidoka. So they they're said they're pretty much setting off to do the execute them at the end of their um, their mission, right? They're trying to bust uh, uh, their the FBI and the uh, Miami police. Well, actually, no, it's really just the FBI, the undercover FBI, because the Miami police are not known about this. No, they well, maybe they kind of are. They maybe they kind of. No, aren't. I mean, I would say judging by their reaction, they are not at yeah. all. They're only in the movie yeah. when they see a bunch of street racing cars. Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> right, and then you and then you see. Oh, I can't forget about the uh, uh, Brian doing the uh, the reverse driving. Oh yeah, where he sticks the middle finger at Roman. Right. He's like he because he's trying to show off to Roman. He's like, oh, "I'm gonna show you something new," and I told you he's he's pro. He's a pro driver now. He's too fast, too furious. <laughs> Because somehow you were able to drive backwards going, what, 60-plus miles per hour on the highway while sticking the middle finger at your friend. As you do. And, you know, nothing happens. The power family was secretly there. 
so. <laughs> so, so. You, you know, secretly he was just trying to make his way back to Mia. Yeah. Well, no, that was the, uh, uh, his, uh, b- b- before the soft reboot, it was the, uh, the shipping of him, him and, uh, Monica Fuentes. Right. Because <laughs> they had, he had a thing for her, which was at the same time, his, uh, his love interest for her was also kind of jeopardizing the mission. You can see some kind of, you can see his actions were kind of just like. Yeah, she was trying to, she was trying to, she, well, not trying, but she was supposed to be the undercover, like, girlfriend of the main bad guy. You mean Cotton yeah. Brown? I try, I try not to say his name because it's so nonsensical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a card of her own. Like, the, that's a name that fits more, more of, a, of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from 85 than... The drug, than the drug lord that we're dealing with in this entire movie. <laughs> so You're they so have white, you make Wonder Bread look like pumpernickel. <laughs> nah, they, they, uh, you know, they put some oil on his chest. You know, that the baby oil reserves, right <laughs> before, reserves. before, 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 before it introduced the Rock and Fast Five, and, and uh, causing the international shortage. <laughs> uh, and that's what, slight... that's what attracts Hobbs. <laughs> here's here's a the more you know kind of information not related to the fast and furious but uh there was a slight shortage of a world shortage of pink coloring in the entire world due to the barbie movie use so much pink that there is now a shortage <laughs> this is real i i I don't know. The other day, I was scrolling through the nonsense of of Twitter, and yeah, suppose there's a shortage of pink because the Barbie movie used so much pink. I've been away I mean, the, from Twitter for a week, so I, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, yeah, look, so if there's ever the more a you know. to do it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird. Like, there's a shortage of pink. Why? Because uh, why? Because the, the next Zack Snyder movie, he decided that he's going to switch things up. Instead of muted colors, it's all Technicolor. All of it. <laughs> Damn you, Ryan Gosling, anyway. <laughs> How, he's so blonde, his hair turned pink. It's crazy. No. <laughs> so, oh, so pretty much that Brian and Roman, they had to get the muscle cars because in order to, to execute their uh, their secret plan was eventually to use a bunch of those, uh, as you can see, when the cars escaped from the hidden gr- from the garage, right? In order to execute, um, execute their plan because they needed the muscle cars because the previous cars were wi- were wired by the FBI. They couldn't execute their secret plan that he technically didn't tell the FBI agents about because Brian has a love interest for Monica and he was trying to get her out of it. You know, being undercover because her cover was slowly was, was her cover was slowly becoming more and more uh, unva- um, unveiled. Right, so they need the muscle cars because the skyline, um, the Lancer, the, the not skyline, the Lancer and the Spider, that's the car, the blue one, were were wiretapped. <clears throat> they need the muscle cars to get out of their they to get to execute their plan. So as you know, they execute their plan. You see that whole big scene where all the cars come out, right? The kind of the scatter race kind of thing, right? It's the kind of um. How do you call it? Disguise them, right? right? Among them, 
because the FBI agents they don't know that they don't know that Brian and Roman have two muscle cars. They don't know that. They just know that they have they gave them the Lancer and the Eclipse, the Spider Eclipse, right? So and you have that big that big that big famous scene, so cool, all the cars coming out, right? Aren't Aren't Julius comes back for another scene, right? <laughs> So does the other forgettable guy. See, I forgot his name already. I don't remember him. Uh, but you, um, right? And you found out that that um, Brian and Roman are not driving their cars. It's actually Tej and Suki are driving the cars because they eventually get stopped by the um, the Miami police, right? But they don't know where where Brian and Roman are because they're they're driving they're driving away with the two men that. That Carverone hires so they so they can take the bags of money from this house from from this like from a house in South Florida, right? To get the money because uh, they're trying to stop they're trying to stop Carverone. The FBI remember that whole plane scene, right? That plane scene was something that Carverone set up. Remember he was trying to escape on the boat because he knew he he had ties within the place, so he knew the FBI were going to eventually be after. Him. That that whole plane scene where the FBI agents were were stopping him, he wasn't in there. They're like, shit, he's not there because he he did a, a gotcha moment to them, right? Well, that's when Brian and Roman knew like there's something else going on, but they couldn't really tell the FBI because they didn't weren't listening to them. They had then that's why they they or S, um, executed the plan to scramble, right? Because they they needed to get away from the FBI to execute their plan to. To get Monica Fuentes, Monica Fuentes out under her own, right? So then they both driving away, right? Each separately, Brian and Roman, and uh, you know. Then there's a scene with Roman Pierce. You know, Mike, if you want to finish that. <laughs> you mean one of the greatest scenes in the franchise? No, 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 no. I think, I think it should be either you or Vishon to do that one because, like, you guys, like, as much as I enjoy Roman, he's my favorite character, I think you guys are more vested into this franchise than I am. I'm a newcomer, but I'm a newcomer no, no, no. who appreciates yeah. it. I mean, that, I mean, that's why. Like, it's, you know, as, much as, as much as JB and I love this franchise, seeing someone see this, with, like, for the first time with fresh eyes. Well, it wasn't the first time. This was the second time. This was more of a coming from eyes of appreciation. Like I said, yes. Like I, you... I saw Too Fast, Too Furious, and I was like, eh, I don't. Really... And I got like I said to you, this is off air, if I'm not mistaken, um, to Vashon. I, I came across this film as like with the being influenced by the oh, Vin Diesel's not in it, yuck type of. And I got caught in that, and I'm not above admitting that. But well, now watching it afterwards, right, and seeing Tyrese Gibson and Roman. Yo, ejecto cedo, cause hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's not just it's not, and watching this, watching this scene in the full is not even just that part. It's the it's the whole build up to it too. Where he's yes. making fun, he's like you know, everyone's riding high. He doesn't know that he's like you're a good driver. <laughs> yeah, it's like look at you. You're supposed to be a stone cold killer. You ride me a seatbelt and whatnot, and they're yeah. laughing and having fun. And all of a sudden, like the tone shifts. <laughs> see that moment you can see kind of you can see uh tyrese gibson's character romans like you can see him going into his character because he comes off as kind of like you know not like jokingly but like he's serious he's playing his character off like there's no what tyrese gibson's character romans able to do no other character can do 
right? He he's his own character that can execute the plans very well. You know, he takes the guy's head, smashes it against, smashes it right against the car, right. and then and then he grabs the thing, says injecto cedo, cuz, and he just fucking <laughs> yeah, but, the car yeah. door, he's, he fucking yeets out the, the best, car, yep. right the into best, the water. And the best part is like, kids, you know, the franchise is famous for the whole we hit the knots. But for this movie, because they know how important this is, they hit, he hits the knots, it goes to put the engine, but instead of going into the engine, it just goes right into a weird, into like a weird, like tunnel system, like not tunnel like a, like a piston thing, which just shoots him out the car. Yeah. Which means, oh no, I don't need to go fast, I want to shoot this man out of a car. It's like the horizontal <laughs> equivalent of like a Bond car. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the following line too. He's like, "One step was it one foot at a time, puto." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's hyped up how how great the challenge is. Look at all the cool stuff he can do. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's fantastic. It's pretty much as like as uh, as um, as as Rome was kind of doing his thing. As he gets the uh, the car, he's like, "Marico." Oh man, this film! This film, I think, it, it's one of those films that, like, when it first comes out, is not appreciated. But as it gets older, the fans of the franchise, I hope, like, actually appreciate it more and realize, like, it has a lot of value. Right. Oh man. Oh, they forgot. So there was a scene where you kind of see really Roman's character kind of shine, to when they realize Ro- the two, the two, uh, the two, uh, the two henchmen for for Carter Verone. Right, he sends them to watch. Uh, <laughs> I know to watch Brian and Ro- and Roman, and Roman points out, and he's like, "Look, because he their car is parked across the street from Tej's garage, right? right? So, and obviously he he knew because as much as he said anything, Carterone, he he's very well tied, like he has eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah, and you see kind of Roman Pierce's character. He comes up to their car, right, and he says. Oh, clean your car, clean your car. He sprays the car with the, you know, with the clean thing, right? Oh, I, I early, forgot what he says. Earlier on, he says, yeah, he comes off as, like, the guy's like, oh, I'm going to clean your car. He, what he, does, he takes, like, some gasoline, and instead of doing the windshield wiper fluid, he throws the gasoline on, sets it on fire, and then the two guys have to try to pat it down. <laughs> and as they're trying to pat it down, um, him and Paul Walker wind up just leaving. Yeah. Yeah, because it says that, uh, custom agents arrives at Verone's plane and convoy surrounded only to the cover they have been duped into a decoy maneuver while Verone is on a boatyard miles away. Yeah, that's Remember, with, at this point, that's with Verone on the yacht. Yeah, yeah, yep. he's on the yacht right now because yeah, he reveals how... he knew Monica was undercover. Yeah, because right. he was the only one who told Monica about I think the uh, the, the landing strip. He get no he get, he gives her the wrong destination and that's right. how you use it. Yeah, yeah, her. that's what I'm saying. Like he tells. Her oh yeah, yeah. She was the only one who knew about the landing strip, which is purposely the wrong destination, so that he knew. Okay, who was the rat? Yep, I gotta say, I know we hate saying his name. I say it for fun, for funsy. But like yeah. he he's a he. You talk about a villain. Like he's a serious serious villain. They need to bring Carter Verone back. Uh, you know what? Maybe they don't. I mean, dude, when they appreh- app- no, remember, after it- they apprehend him, when they do that, uh, what is it? Uh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> Let's. You got a Dukes of Hazard this shit. Right. Everyone and thought speak- that scene of- was. Good. And speaking of being that scene was fake. 
Watch the rest of the movies. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they, they should bring Carter Vrone back as, like, a minor villain who, like, he's, like, trying to make himself feel so self-important. And then all the other villains are like, you're just some lowly drug-dealing, drug-slinging, like, nobody. We're international, the... like, criminals. What? Like I, I I've lived, I have like a whole I have a whole army of terrorists at my command. I don't know. Yeah, like Charlie's there and's like you... I literally have something that could that the US government would love to use on its citizens. Have you seen my magnet plane? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what do you have? I, I got half of a yacht. It's like I got so Yeah, exactly. I got a boat. <laughs> well And then all of a sudden she's like, Really? And you see the submarine just rise next to it. <laughs> I mean, was it was it was it next to the belt? Because I might have, I might have smashed it with my submarine. Yeah. Also, I have a nuclear submarine. Yeah. <laughs> that and then Wonder Woman's alive now. Yeah. It's crazy. Somehow. I got I got a third of Justice League right here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, they don't they don't allow have... they don't allow Dante next to Sea World anymore. <laughs> See, that's that, that was a lie. No, it's not. <laughs> Oh no! I hundred no. I believe like you know Aquaman. Yeah, he didn't do it. I hundred percent believe Dante would would have sex with a fish. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's the whole fish because, uh, fish sticks all over again. It's a gay fish. Yeah, it's a gay fish. <laughs> all right. Hey, we're we're. But it's, remember it's, we're that. Late, um... so. Oh yeah. So yeah, they crash into the boat. Yeah. To show you how it's still it's so early, Roman actually breaks his arm. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to being yeah. invulnerable. Yeah. Remember, this, yeah, that was say this franchise shows that you can actually get like her. He does break his arm when he apprehends Carter Rone, He says to them, "He says, I see you later," because he has he obviously assuming that he might eventually like break out. Which, if they were gonna do like another like Fast Seven, Fast Twelve, it's like yeah, you said, Mike. They might he might come back as like a minor I, villain I alongside. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. You know, you, know. You, could, you could make that your, your Roman and Tej spinoff. Oh. Have him break out of prison and come after, come after Roman. Yeah. Because, you know, logistically, logistically speaking, you can't have him go after Brian. Cause, you know, and then they have, to go, they have to go to the Louisiana Bayou where um, <laughs> uh, Roman's father is living. And it gets revealed that Roman's father is Ving Rhames. Yes. Like, there's a gator. There's a gator nearby. No, that's not a gator. That's my dad. What? <laughs> no, but they use. No, but that's the thing. They use their ancient like family gator like taming. I don't know, like techniques or whatever, <laughs> to because it's like the Bayou, and uh, they use it to defeat Carter in his uh, his Argentinian or Argentinian in quotes. Um, <laughs> get, a bunch, get, a, get a bunch of Guidos and track seats, but they're but they're all supposedly Argentinians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're given hey, fake tans for some reason. Wait, do you, they look like they stumble off the Sopranos. No, no, no. These are pure Argentinian henchmen. Hey, you get the gabagool? <laughs> no. You know, that classic Argentinian accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, what's about that Fonda Branca? Anyway. And yeah. the, uh, pretty much the movie ends, they apprehend Carter Barone. And it shows at the end that they actually, Brian and Roman, being Roman, they actually took some of Carter Barone's <laughs> money and hid it. And then they both say, like, they both agree to say in Miami. They said we should open up a garage, you know, and uh, the movie ends. And that's essentially Too Fast, Too Fears is essentially, quote, the end of the franchise, at least at that time. You know, eventually when we talk about Tokyo Drift, which 
has nothing to do with Two Fast and Furious. That won't be until right now. like after episode, at, at least at, at, at least after the episode where we discuss Fast Seven. Yeah. Then that, and that I mean, would be I mean, a while. You can talk about after Fast Six if you want to. You want to push it up. So you have to tweet. Yeah. So you said we talk about Fast Six, but not mention the post credit scene. You have to go from Fast Six, then Tokyo Drift, then the post credit scene to Fast Six, and then we go to Fast Seven. Wait, wait. Does Tokyo Drift take place after Fast Six or Fast Seven? Oh no, Fast Six. Oh wow, that's my mm-hmm. fault. Yeah, no, you're 100 right. Yeah, so it'd be after Fast Six we would talk about Tokyo Drift and then go yeah. to Fast Seven. Although to be technical, it, it happens. It happens. It, it it happens after six, but during seven. And that so, yeah, and that major oh, yeah. dude, that major tease with Fast Five though, where he like him and Gal, I think it's Fast Five, right? Him and Gal Gadot are sitting on each other's lap. Is it might. That's it? That's yeah, it. Okay. she said that's she's like, after uh, five. Five, yeah. yeah, okay. And she's like, oh, how about we go to Tokyo? I was like, there was like that moment, like, I know what's coming. Like, don't do it. I was like, I know what's coming. And because, like, I remember when, the, like, I'm thinking, like, if this was the last movie ever, like, we know what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, but, no. then he, but then he pulls the fake out and says, well, well maybe not. Like, yeah, of course. But yeah. Not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> which, which uh... I feel his tongue cheek is like, no, 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 I'm not done with this franchise. I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, we're going to ride this until we actually have, it's like Doctor Who. Exactly. It's like oh, with Doctor Who and River Song. It's like, oh yes, no, I brought you to this planet, but that's because like a day on this planet is equivalent to like four hundred and sixty-seven Earth years, <laughs> and that's how technically you are still alive, and we can use you for future runs. You know, technically, a lot of people. I kind of do agree, even though uh, Fast Five is still my one of my favorite Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. People are saying that. That either there's a group people saying not group people but people dividing the franchise, you know, for fun. Obviously, it's nothing serious, but like saying that that either that Tokyo Drift was like the last Fast and Furious movie, or like they could have ended it at Fast Five, right? Like like it could have been done, right? Because they did the when we talk about it, obviously, well, you already know, but we talk about, we'll talk about it more in depth yeah. later. But obviously, everyone gets they get the money, right? They secure the money. They have like this lifestyle. Remember, still at this time, there's, but everyone forgets that they're still international fugitives. But now they just have money, so they don't have to like, you know, do like side jobs and side hustles to get around. They go to places that won't extradite them, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They have the money to go around instead of having to worry about doing jobs. Because remember, this time Mia also unveils that she's having a kid. Yeah. So, like, obviously, he's like, you know, we need this money to kind of live our own life. But they're still, like, you know, it was a nice. A lot of people were saying the franchise could have ended there, it, which I do agree. It, it could have it, ended, but they added a post-credit scene. So obviously. what I will say is it could have, but there were enough threads there. Like, what happens to Gal Gadot's character? Yeah, you can argue, oh, she just fucks off or something between her and Han just doesn't work out, whatever, right? But... There are several story threads out there that that just weren't finished. So I I, I was originally in the camp of oh Fast Five it should have ended then and there, right? Because they almost almost put a perfect bow on it, but there yep. were some threads out there that just prevented from being perfect. Well, yeah, and it was and that one and that one of it being where was Gal Gadot where Gal Gadot's character from in Tokyo Drift? How what happened to her? Which is what they address literally in the subsequent film, sort of, sort yeah. of until until recent but films, from what I've been told. They had well, they essentially they, she eventually she dies in 
in uh, six. Yeah, but we're getting ahead which, of ourselves. Let, let's 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 not. Well, yeah. Dive no, I have a feeling, Mister Nobody, Mister Nobody did a did a double fake on that. That's yes. how he did the Han. They they pulled the they pulled what was it? Um, oh fuck, what's that show? They they put like some sort of thing on the face and it, it creates oh, a was... healing thing. Oh. It's like this. Oh man, there's a there was a sci-fi show. I forgot what it was called. And what they do is, someone got shot in the head, and they're like, "Oh, this is how we survive." They put. Oh, that was Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman. Thank you. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Yes. I was like, "What show did they do?" Because I was like, "What?" Kingsman. Never mind. It was a movie. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, are we saying that Mister Nobody was always in the background? Because that's could, that's honestly well, kind of what he it's is pan, literally panning out to be. He slash Scott Eastwood. Uh, him, Kurt Russell or Scott Eastwood, depending on which way they want to go, right? Um, are literally Deus Ex Machina. That's well, considering, much yeah, I will say, considering that according to Fast Nine, uh, Jacob was the one who put Mister Nobody on, uh, who's the one who put Dominic on Mister Nobody's radar. It's safe to say, that. oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. All, all the gear you were given, all the bases you had to get, these are all my things. So here you go. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and you find out now. Nah, I'm done. Man, and he's like, "Nah, we got, we got Reacher and Captain Marvel." <laughs> I still, I still need to watch those. There are so many yep. films coming out. I, I, Janine and I are planning on watching Fast X. After Fast X, the next film we want to watch. So watch that one because that's almost out of out of theaters. Pop, well, no, that's that's the next something. one we are going to watch. We just have to figure yeah. out a time sometime next week to watch it. Um, after that, we're going to be watching around the time for my birthday, The Blackening. Nice, nice. Yes, which I want to see. What if, is what is that movie? They can't kill That's all of us. Vishon, <laughs> <laughs> if you're free, you're more than welcome to join us. So. Wow, how you like literally went from the blackening to you can join us. Sound like you're trying to redeem that comment. Like, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> damn. Well, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to assure that Vishon doesn't die first in this case. Just offer him Henny while you're at it. Too. I'm anyway, fucking done. You know? <laughs> oh, you want some? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm fucking done. Unless we got some grape drink. No. <laughs> is that is that grape soda? What the fuck? No. <laughs> fucking done. I'm afraid. I don't know. I'm afraid. I don't know what grape drink is. What? What? <laughs> I got some. Uh, like some... It's like a flag it's, guy ever. It's like the flaming mo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Don't you don't you don't you want to know what the secret ingredient is? Yeah. <laughs> Homer, don't Homer, no. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh Simple, man. Simple, ordinary children's script. No. All right, so we we've concluded on the first two. Uh. Oh, Everybody, it was gonna go so long. And I, I had a feeling. They're more. Like... They're as we progress, they're going to get more in depth. So we might have to yeah. like. We'll plan accordingly. We'll have to see like how long it takes for each film, especially when it gets into not four. I could see five becoming the turning point and it becoming more. Five complex. is gonna be a is gonna be a long, long one because yeah. there's a lot to talk. That's about. That's the Avengers getting together essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's like the team up movie, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's a team up movie that we didn't know we were going to get when they made a team up movie. But I enjoyed it a hundred percent. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah, it was so for the audience out there, um, by the end of the summer we should have the whole series. Done. Yeah, it'll be so, done. We're gonna balance. Yeah, out, we're gonna balance we're gonna out EC as well as uh, the yeah. Fast franchise. We're, but it's gonna be a lot paying of fun. attention to EC. We're get it's we're, we're in a sticky situation again. Uh, <laughs> by uh, the time this comes out, let me see. Yeah, no. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, 
I th no, no, no. So by the time this comes out, it will be you guys in the Shadow Realm, essentially. And then, yeah, yeah, by the time this comes out, you guys will be in the Shadow Realm. So it'll be after this comes out that they'll they'll know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I got my dual disc ready. Nice. So stick around next week as we talk about Fast 4. Uh, should be able to hit 5, 2. Honestly, because 5 is going to talk. We have a lot more to talk about in 5 than 4. Yep. So keep out for that. We're going to be that recording we're going to do next week along with EC. And I know we didn't do one this week, but got um, quite a few things I want to mention on so some daily night shenanigans yeah. next week. I'll be back for my, uh, my self-exodus from Twitter, and I will be coming back. With <laughs> oh, so. yeah, I got some got some things to talk about. Yeah, drop them to me so, so I, I can look them up. And then yep. we can talk about it, and we'll we'll plan it out. So probably Monday and what? Normally Monday and Tuesday is when we record. No, Monday and Wednesday. No, Monday. Oh, well, we're not doing. We're not doing Wednesday. Monday, and then. Yep, just Monday. Yeah. We'll uh, and then recording Wednesday and Thursday. Vast then EC. And then two Vash, two Furious. You're more than welcome to join us. Yeah. Two, two Henny, two. Uh, you know what? Yeah. No. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> two, two Henny, two drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it for tonight. It's getting to the midnight hour. You could do the outros. I'm done. I, I'm good. It's your your show, sir. Okay, Hold here's. I'll give you an operation. outro then. Yeah, please oh, do. Fun. Oh fuck. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in on this uh, fabulous and funny Neon Knights episode of uh, the first Fast and Furious and the Two Fast. Too Fast, Too for Sean, Furious movie. I have been your host for this podcast uh, series going on as it as we talk about this throughout the summer. So consider this our summer podcast movie, uh, movie talk franchise we're talking about. Uh, I want to thank my host. Uh, we got, I'm uh, going to read the names off again. <laughs> uh, uh Mike, a.k.a. Paul Walker, Formula One Driving School. <laughs> Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you enjoy this show. It's absolutely been fantastic. And we got Rashawn, Too Henny, Too Drunk. <laughs> Say good night to the audience. I told you I ain't drinking nothing but Coronas until the series is over. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't forget, send him at Dr. No. Vanish on Instagram. <laughs> You can't find and me in I'm, scru I'm scrubbing my presence. <laughs> I'm shutting it down. No, no. He loves Morbius. No. You know what? I feel you like You see now Morbius you're you're creating the Dante Rea the Dante Reyes of the Neonites franchise. Hey, JB, check the date. You got 10 years before I get my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> ten, I got ten, 10 years and five movies. Six movies. Although if you want to be technical I'm going to get my revenge on, you, on GJB, but Mike, I have to come out to you as well. Cause, you know. <laughs> Wait, what did I do to you? Hold on. You're, you're the accomplice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, JB may have been the one driving the car, but you pulled the trigger, Mike. It's like two yeah. <laughs> We'll have, we'll have uh, Sus Bros, and that'll be the movie, the first movie, and two Sus, two Bros. Um <laughs> 
Then we'll do Sus Bros Tokyo Sus. <laughs> I mean, it's Japan. There's a lot of Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know, yeah, Tokyo Sus. It's a whole thing. I won't be present. It'll just be like you and the rest of the crew. And then I come back. No, you, I, no, no, wait, no I come back like, in the end credit scene. I come back in the end credit no, scene. No, technically, if it's, if it's going to be Tokyo Drift, none of us have to be there. But do you do it except for you at the very end? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's nobody. He's always present. No. Oh, Apparently. so wait, if I'm Mr. Nobody, then I'm not in any of the movie, any of the Sus Bros movies until, uh, what? No, you're behind, you're secretly behind all the Sus I'm going to be the secret cameo, like, there's that one thing, it's like, there's always this mysterious guy with sunglasses standing in this one frame. <laughs> and he's, like, calling us out, and he's like, that's Sus. That's your only line, and yeah. he just walks away, puts his sunglasses on. Just walks away all cool. And, and then there. finally, when it comes to, like, like the, the Sus Bros X or Sus X... Right? It's like, I guess I'm going to have to handle this myself. <laughs> Instead of, he grabs the Infinity, he grabs not just like someone looks like the Infinity Gauntlet and a bottle of lotion. <laughs> right there. Jerkins. It's the best. No. <laughs> on that, yeah. I got to get out of here. Yes, on that note, let's call it a night. Do we need a sponsorship from Jerkins, you're saying? <laughs> Jerkins for when you want to jerkin. Anyway, um, jerkin your gherkin with gherkins. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode of Neonites FM. If you want to find us on uh, Twitter, you can find us at Neonites F, uh, at Neonites FM on Twitter, Neonites Productions on Instagram, and Neonites Productions on YouTube as well. And with that being said, JB, go ahead. You can find me on MySpace. Right at Daddy Sin seventeen seventy six on Twitter, and like I always say, don't be a sinner because God's watching. And uh, Shadow of the South got the last saying. Uh, you, you used to be able to find me on on Instagram at Doctor Vanish and on nah, Twitter, nah, Dr. they know. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He's still on there, by the way. Nope, can't find it. It's over. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> I, and, <laughs> and next time, it's always Morbin time.